What is going on, guys? Say something real quick. Yes. What is going on, guys? Welcome to the Midnight Launch Party, episode number fourteen. I'm your host Scott Elder. Joining me this evening, Matt Jacoby, who just found his point on instant Wikipedia. Uh, oh. Read it. Oh, Read is it. it. Wikipedia. Reuse your well, eye holes. Everything on fucking anyway. Wikipedia is backed. I got Matt Jacoby with me. I hate Matt. I also got Eric Stack with me. How you doing, Eric? Hey Matt. And why do you hate Matt? Because What's going on with the two his, of you right his, now? His 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 idiotic. Eric refuses to acknowledge that the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles received their powers from the same chemical that was involved in the car accident that gave Daredevil his powers. So, you know what I'm going to do then to settle this? Is that I'm going to leave it up to the listeners. I'm going to say, hey guys, what do you think? Do you think that Daredevil and the Ninja Turtles got their powers from the same ooze? Eric, do you agree with that? Can we? No, I don't. Well, you don't agree with that, but no, because no, we're gonna see. But we're gonna see. We're gonna see what people have to say. Fine. So we're just gonna let it go. We're gonna okay. see what people have to say, guys. We got a lot going on for you this evening. Um, we got a lot of cool stuff. We're gonna be talking about. We're gonna be talking about Logan. We're gonna be talking about the X Men. Uh, we're gonna go over the Nintendo Switch. We're gonna talk about some new gameplay stuff we've got going on, as well as uh, Iron Fist with Netflix. But first. Guys, uh, what you what you been up to this week? What you got going on? Got a whole lot going on. It's been a while, and I've had a, a busy nerdy week. You have a busy nerdy week. Busy I like I like busy nerdy weeks. Yeah. So talk to me about busy nerdy weeks. Let's see. Uh, my roommate and I started replaying Gears of War, oh. which was the first game I bought for my 360. It's really interesting to revisit it to see how much gaming has changed. Oh yeah. In the past. 11 years or so now are you playing the remaster are you playing the remaster playing the remaster yeah nice. but still the first it game. looks beautiful doesn't it it does it's just how much more focus on story there is oh yeah especially Absolutely. over the past 10 years because mm-hmm. like i remember thinking like man this game is revolutionary when i first got it and i'm playing it now i'm like this is crap why are you taking photos of me i'm just gonna draw a dick in your face oh okay <laughs> cool in that case, go right Good ahead. Good to know. But I'm Thank listening. You. I, um, I don't want you to think I'm not paying attention to you. The <laughs> <laughs> anyway. The, the, to put lightly, the, the script is terrible. <laughs> like, well, yes. It's just very, very cliche. It's, it's just what like, are you doing back here, soldier? Mm, I'm not happy to be here either. It's one of those over-the-top yeah. sorts of things. So. Oh, but I'm, I'm having tons of fun. Just duck, cover, shoot, duck, cover, shoot, duck, yeah, cover, shoot. Chainsaw, chainsaw, chainsaw. I was going to say, you can't go wrong with that. No. Absolutely. No. Good deal. Yeah. That does sound fun. I'm exciting. 
How about you pay attention? I am paying attention. No, you're not. You're drawing. Back in, no, you you're drawing. You started time. playing the Gears of War. I enjoyed those games. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The first time around, I never. Yeah, I was gonna say you and I actually played played yeah. through the first three, didn't we? Yeah. Back, God, that was years ago now. Yeah. But. No, I, 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 those games were fun. They were, they were very much a get through it in a day kind of game. Where you just sit down and you get through yeah, it. Yeah, you just plow through it. Yeah. Definitely. Not so. very, I don't know, I don't remember it being very memorable. Like, story-wise. Gameplay-wise, it was like, oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. But, but story-wise, it wasn't very... For the deep. first one or for for the next couple? Because that's the that's the thing is that um, Gears of War, that franchise especially, like is so noted for... You know some of the story later story elements that they have in two and three. Judgment they weren't a huge fan of, but there were still a lot of big. I mean, you know, with Dom and with everybody else in that. So was the first one where you ended the game fighting that like worm creature thing in the helicopter, and like the game ended right after that. No, I that think that I one? think that was the second one because the yeah. first one you fight. Um, what's the big on bad? The train. What's the yeah? What's the big bad dude on the train? Mm. I can't remember his name to save my life. No, but he's kind of gray. Looks like a big scary alien, and he's like really hard to shoot. Yeah. So, the, you just described every every enemy in the entire yeah. game. You know what? Well, I'll say you this. know, I'm just I'm just saying they they all I, look alike. I, it's true. The thing I remember those games uh, most vividly about was mm-hmm. the endings. Yeah. And how angry they made me because it was very much a hey you beat the bad guy, play your next game. There wasn't closure with it. I don't remember a lot of closure mm-hmm. in the end of those games. Yeah, mm-hmm. very much a next time on Gears of War. One. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, they're really back. <laughs> Join us next week <laughs> to see what happens. Especially yeah. when you pour all those hours into the game yeah. like that, you want like a mm-hmm. not necessarily a happy ending, but like a you know. Yeah, you, yeah, you still want to learn it. I yeah. mean, but at the same time, you know, it's got a strong storyline to it, but. Like you're saying, it, it the narrative isn't exactly something that a lot of people go for. It. I mean, yeah. it's a good gameplay mechanics. Yeah. It's it's a fun game. I know I'm, a ton of people are going to be pissed about the fact that we're saying it's not a great story, but you know, it's. Oh, I mean, I love the is. game. It's it's yeah. it's the ver- it's the first game I ever stayed up every night of the week until like six thirty in the morning to play with my my friend David, and I have so like so much nostalgia for it because he. You know how you go to periods in your life and you can like recommend like oh because of this one friend everything has become everything yeah like yeah. He, that oh, yeah. he's like one of those friends so yeah it's yeah like, yeah it's a very important game to me in that aspect and putting it in the system and just that first wah, 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 noise oh, yeah, that it yeah, makes, yeah yeah I was like whoa it was like just punched in the mouth just running back all the game. Yeah. did you guys get an opportunity to play four at all the newest one that came out not yet no no, no. I, well, I have it so you can borrow it. Yeah, so when I mean, we're done, gonna power but... through the the three and then. Yeah, I was gonna say not not gonna do judgment. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. see. Depends depends on what's going on in the week. So yeah, cool deal. Anything else going on? Uh, let's uh downloaded uh Firewatch, which is a game that came out about a year ago or so. Yes, yes, it's um, a fantastic indie game. I've only played like 20, 30 minutes of it, but mm-hmm. it the. So far, it's like really cool. It's a walking simulator, so it's not like I was gonna say. I love the fact that that is 
become a genre yeah. of game is that it's literally called a walking simulator. So explain to me what a walking simulator is. It's like you're walking, but you're not really. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. That explains exactly what it in is. In the easiest terms, yes. So do you remember Mist? Like back in the day on the PC? Oh, on the computer. Yeah. yeah. So you kind of walk around and, you know, it's a puzzle game. You kind of, you know check on read different documents or you you know you pick up different objects and kind of carry them around with you it's the exact same sort of thing it's a little bit more modern now obviously so you know better graphics it's not literally like you're clicking and jumping from picture to picture you know scene to scene essentially you're actually walking around which is why they've become walking simulators so very never very narrative driven like very story based so. But it's a game that really seems, at least what I've experienced, gets in your head pretty well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, okay. absolutely. The voice acting in it is absolutely fantastic. So you can see going from that to Gears of War. It's oh, like, yeah. Oh, man. It's like completely. Leaps and bounds. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's cool, too, because Henry, the protagonist in um, Firewatch, you know, he's not your your typical hero. He's kind of a kind of a chunky dude like you know it's first person so you can't really see your character and you never see, actually like see a picture of him yeah um but you know he's got like fat kind of chunky fingers he's like just an average average dude so it's not like you're playing some superhuman sarcastic so. okay. in a non-assholey way oh absolutely he's fantastic yeah so gotcha. yeah i'm excited you'll you'll definitely have to let us know what you think absolutely. about that because i played through it I absolutely loved it. I thought it was fantastic. And it's exciting to hear that they're actually thinking about making it into a movie. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that'd and be they, cool. as of right now, they actually have the voice actors. I know they have the female voice actor mm-hmm. um, for that already signed yeah. on to That's play awesome. her part. Because it's, it's a shorter game. It's like three hours of gameplay or something like that. So they can make yeah, that if you pound movie through it. very easily. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it'd be a good time for sure. But uh, cool, Eric. What you got going on? I uh, I finally got around to watching Howl's Moving Castle. Okay, very nice. What ten years later? Yeah. Um. Hey, better better late than never. Yeah, it was okay. I yeah. enjoyed it. Um. What else did I do this week? Played a lot of Civ. <laughs> as we do. Yeah. As we do. All so the time. we've been playing Civ as a group collectively a lot. Yes. I think I've put in the most hours. I'm around 200 or so. Yeah. Hours? Yeah. Oh, my God. So me and Eric... Uh, he's got a Skyrim problem. Me, yeah. me and Eric the other day... Hell, this was yesterday. This is yesterday. We played for like nine hours. like All together. Yeah. Like, we played for four hours, took a little nap, came back... Played for five more hours. Oh, so that so when I jumped on with you guys and you were four and a half hours in that yeah. later time, that was the second time. Yeah, yeah, that was after we took a break. So oh my god, when I'm sitting there, <laughs> just yelling, I just want this game to end. It's mm-hmm. like I literally just like I just wanted it to end. I just wanted it to be That's over. True. So I attack him uh-huh. at, at like the Shit. four hour mark. So let me let me let me stop you right there for a second. So we've been talking about this game for weeks now Mm -hmm. on this podcast i got a feeling that a lot of people have no idea what we're talking about (laughs) so why don't you go ahead and give us a crash course in civ just to explain kind of like what it is that we're actually doing you build up your civilization i like to compare it to risk okay but you start way earlier like I, i i think risk in my head takes place in like the 19 takes like place around like world war one yeah yeah 
where this is going back to the Stone Age. You essentially start off with a lamb and a stick. <laughs> yeah. And you build up your civilization until you have giant killer death robots. Which I will say, there's a lot in between those two points. There's a but... lot in between, but... <laughs> I don't think any of us have gotten to that point yet. Well, I got nukes. Like, with each other. Oh, no. No, I'm giant killer robots. Scott's got nukes. Scott does have nukes I in mean, our game. It's true. In the one game I do. Yeah. Yes. In the but game like, we lost. But yesterday... So, one of the cool things about this game is you interact with city-states and you interact with other countries. Um, you could actually manipulate the in the settings the countries mm-hmm. to have different personalities gotcha which i did in the game that matt and i are playing okay which i will never do again because what did you do bunch you, of assholes. you made them all warmongers didn't you no so you you don't get to pick what their personalities are oh you, you just have just, them be aggressive or well it's just random oh okay. so you're gonna have like venice in our game mm-hmm. is like a little lamb like they just don't want to ever do anything. They're just very peace peaceful. Don't want to do anything. So who do you think starts war with them? I mean, obviously, oh, Eric. I went. I went ham, but I it didn't go as far you, as I you wanted. You mean you to. went lamb? I went lamb. Hey, uh, but then there's there's countries like Korea, which own half the map. Yeah, and I mean half the map. Oh, like no they doubt. own like it's just red everywhere. They're in first. By 500 points. <laughs> like, it's yeah. insane. Absolutely. And this asshole over here. So. Well, you, you know, I'm not going to declare war on you, Eric. I never said I wasn't going to declare war you on you. Nope, you, you. you did say that. Nope, not once. You did. You said, I'm not going to declare war on you. The one thing I do like about Long this game short. a lot more than Risk, and I, I fucking love Risk. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I love any... I love long-term strategy games that require planning hours in advance or anything yeah uh of the diplomacy that's involved with it though Mm -hmm. so it's like when i attacked eric i knew there were people who didn't like him so i profited off of that i Mm -hmm. shopped it around like who wants me to declare war on this country is like we will give you all of these resources if you do it's like great thank you venice (laughs) thank you venice like or you can you know trade stuff like that and then all of a sudden that little lamb led into they, well, Nuclear. They, they did nothing to me. It was they him. did nothing to you. Yeah, but they, they me, promoted they something goal, that happened to you. Yeah, that's insane. But yeah, that's cool. cool. Crash course of Civ. Crash course of Civ. There you go, Eric. Anything else that Get I did it? this week? Not really. No, no. Cool. Very timid week. Very timid week. Good. Cool. Um, so yeah, for me this week, uh, it's still been kind of plowing through Horizon Zero Dawn got to a really really good point in the game where we're starting to figure out why the robot dinosaurs are robot dinosaurs and how they're making themselves and you know why they're why they're angry at the humans and all this kind of stuff so that's super exciting and then i was actually fortunate enough to pick up breath of the wild zelda the new uh the new zelda game that just launched with the switch um so I dived into that uh, a little bit, but we're going to talk about that here a little bit later in the show, kind of more in depth. Um, so I'll go ahead and wait for that. Um, but yeah, otherwise it's been you know pretty quiet week here. So, so now you guys, I know you you also this week you got a chance to go to a show, didn't you? Yep, we did to uh, MC Lars and Mega Ran uh, or touring around MC Lars. And Megaran are both uh, nerdcore, chiptune, hip hop artists, artists, rappers, mm-hmm. yeah. whatever you want. 
Uh, MC cool. Lars of Aquabats fame. Well, not of the Aquabats, but he did. Um, his most famous song is with the Aquabats. Mega Ran, uh, also known as Random. He's been around for a little bit. He's gained a lot of fame for uh, doing the Mega Man thing. Right. And there's something really cool with that, actually, yeah. as well, right? He, he's a, he has a license from Capcom. He is the only person to ever have like their blessing to officially mm-hmm. use their music forever they want. Yeah, and Capcom was the developer of Mega Man yep. originally. So So he uh, he actually talks about this documentary he has out and he talks about once he got the email saying uh, Capcom gives their blessing to random to use whatever he wants, total sale price zero dollars, zero cents. Oh, and that's he, how random became Mega Ran. Mega Ran, mm-hmm. yeah. Like he immediately threw the Capcom logo on all of his vinyls. Dude, that's on awesome. His albums and stuff like that. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we saw him at Back Booth over in downtown Orlando. Um, Mark with the C was the opener, who's a big uh, lo fi lo fi. Uh, yeah, but I mean, I guess you could say funk, pulp, punk. I feel like he was. I really couldn't pinpoint what kind yeah. of genre he was. It was just very fluid. Mm-hmm. Um, I I was real surprised. So it's a smaller venue. Yeah. Uh, real intimate. Oh yeah, Backbooth's great. I love Backbooth. Yeah, I'm a huge fan. Real cool. Like, didn't realize it until halfway through the show. But people who were in the show were just mingling with the audience. Yeah. And oh was, yeah, I was gonna say, yeah. Eric, what 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 happened with that? Because so, so I heard you almost got so there was upset a moment, at the wrong person. Well, because uh, was was it Mark with a C or Mega Ran that was playing? It was very Mega Ran. Mega Ran. Yeah, this guy's walking around talking to people and getting yeah. real loud, like, "Oh hey, how we going?" And was like, "Oh," and like everyone's taking photos and this and that. And and Matt and I are kind of like, we we came here to see this. Like we came here for this guy. Yeah. And and we were this gonna, dude next to like, you is just like yeah. Matt was like about to be like, hey dude, like you know, quiet down. And then Megaran is like, hey, I'm gonna invite IQ onto the stage. And IQ was that dude. Yeah. So the dude just walks on stage and starts doing his thing with Megaran, and we're like, it. oh, yeah, it's that it's kind like, of show. You <laughs> know, it, it was my favorite thing about the show is I've been going to a lot of these. I guess you could call it nerdcore show for, yeah. for a few years, yeah, years now. And I remember there's there's one rapper whose name uh, Shammers, and I'm looking around I'm like that looks just like Shammers. Like, I think that might be him. Shammers raps about Pokemon. He has two albums oh, about Pokemon. That's great. Period. That's awesome. And eventually, IQ, the same guy, is just gonna go, "Oh shit, is that Sam?" And he turns and says, "Hey, what's up?" I'm like, "Yeah, that's, that's him." Well, look at that, it's Shammers awesome. hanging out yeah. right there. It was crazy. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was people. Yeah, people from the audience. Like, you just kept calling like, "Yeah, not a." Uh, can I get Joe up here and Joe like coming up because yeah I love this guy yeah yeah, yeah like that's cool it, it was it was fun to be a part of that but I definitely um, so it was my first time seeing Mega Ran mm-hmm. uh, first time seeing MC Lars and Mark with the C and I gotta say they they all did a great job yeah. uh, if you listen to Mega Ran I would suggest Splash Woman mm-hmm. uh-huh. um, the New Day rap. For those of you that like wrestling, he has a wrestling CD mm-hmm. uh, called Matt Mania. He's actually about to release Matt Mania Two. Nice, yeah, that's cool. Uh, and he's coming back to Orlando uh, March thirty first. He'll be yeah. at the social. He'll be at the social March thirty first. It's a Friday, the Friday of WrestleMania weekend. Do you guys know where he's going to be at? The social. Oh, the he's going to be at the yeah. social. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, uh, gotcha. I believe Ben Briggs is going to be playing that show with him too. Ben Briggs mm-hmm. did the music for the Animal Crossing video games. Oh, nice. Yeah, so a lot of 
nerdy music. Well, <laughs> and it's it's really cool to see too because you know you go out to those kinds of shows and it's awesome to see the the community Mm -hmm. you know the nerd community and just how inviting and how welcoming they are especially at these sorts of venues and you know just very kind of close-knit kind of stuff so it's it's cool to see especially the nerd scene here in orlando starting to to really break out and just have you know opportunity to expand and and you know, just seeing like bigger names starting to come into it. So it's a, it's a growing huge scene, you know, very great community, really inviting. Um, it's actually cool back booth. Um, so the venue you guys went to, um, my wife and I actually went to, um, a night. It was probably in November, but it's a group called emo night, Brooklyn. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of it, Mm -hmm. but essentially what it is is they come in and they do DJ sets of old, emo punk music from back in the 90s like when we were you know 90s 2000s when we were in high school um so it's definitely a cool group to check out as well and uh you know back booth like i said as a venue is just an awesome awesome group so yeah so very cool so social coming up uh megaran and ben briggs and ben briggs and a few other friends yeah yeah so guys definitely if you have the opportunity Please check it out. It's an awesome, awesome group of people. Mm-hmm. You know, good community, very welcoming, lots of fun. So. Also, Mark with a C. Like, I feel like we were mm-hmm. talking about the two other acts, but yeah. I don't want to take anything away from them. They were. And he's kind of more upcoming right now, right? Mark, I mean, he's 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 been around yeah. Orlando for probably 11, 12, you know, 13 years or so. Okay. He's been rated Orlando Weekly, like, artist- Orlando Artist of the Year a couple of times. Okay, cool. Um, he does a lot of stuff with the Geek Easy over on Semeron and University across the street from Full Sail. Gotcha. Have you been to the Geek Easy? I have not, but I've heard nothing but yeah. good things. Didn't they just kind of get like rebrand themselves? Not not rebrand themselves, but didn't they have a reopening recently? Uh, I know they did a big expansion like two years ago or that, so. That might be it yeah. then, yeah. <laughs> it all blends together. It does, yeah. it does. Um, but yeah, Geek Easy, it's across the street from Full Sail, uh, Semeron and University, I want to say. Um, it's in the back of a comic shop. That's the name of the comic book store, a comic shop, which once again, Orlando weekly has called the best comic book store in Orlando. Uh, it's a bar in the back where they serve craft beers and grilled cheese sandwiches and tater tots. And listen, man, they they can't go, can't go wrong with any of that. And they even got, you know, if you're not a craft beer fan, they even got like Yoohoo and Surge. Yeah. (laughs) Surge. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Did they buy out the stock of Amazon when they sold it for like an hour that one day randomly? I wouldn't be shocked. Probably. (laughs) So very cool. So awesome. Well, good deal, guys. Make sure you check that out. Make sure you check out the Geek Easy as well. Um, Lots of really cool venues down here in Orlando for sure. Um, So yeah, do you guys want to get into it? We'll get into some news real quick. Let's, Let's do it. Yeah. All right. Let's get into the news. So getting into the news this week. So movies, Matt, what do we got going on? Uh, good weekend for the box office. Kong Skull Island, made by Warner Brothers Pictures, uh, made just under $62 million, beating out Logan. Damn, uh, that's so, crazy. Yeah, yeah. Logan had about a 50% drop from week one into week two. Really? Whoa. Yeah, I wonder I why know, it's so high. I don't know if we should be scared yet or if everyone just went and saw it. Uh, there were a lot of... Big actors in Kong. Yeah, Brie Larson, John Goodman, Samuel Jackson, Tom Hiddleston. 
Yeah. Yeah. John C. Riley was in it. John C. Riley's in it. Like Samuel Jackson. A giant fucking monkey explosions. Like, I mean, it's it's got a pretty big draw. Yeah. No dinosaurs this time though, right? Uh, third dinosaurs. Third dinosaurs in this. Third dinosaurs. Spoiler alert. I mean, like T. Rexes. Because in the last movie, oh. there were two Rexes. So. I think, yeah. No, they're definitely I was going to say, Eric, the, the old one has a special place in your heart, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just fell asleep. <laughs> it was a very expensive nap. A very expensive oh, The nap. old one, we talking the 2005 version? or Yes. Yes, the yeah, Peter, yeah. The Peter, Peter Jackson, Jackson version. Oh, huh. yeah, Which also had a terrible video game associated with it. That was a great video game. That's how I got my first 100% achievement complete on my 360. Yeah, because it was terrible and it wasn't hard to do. I know. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> So. No, yeah, the the Peter Jackson movie was was horrible. But this one, not so much. This one, not so much. Getting yeah. good reviews so Tons far. Of good reviews. That's awesome. Good to hear. Not three and a half hours for no reason whatsoever. Like yeah. pretty much every other yeah. Peter Jackson movie. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Not a whole lot of movie news going on. Sure. Uh, a new, the third Wonder Woman trailer came out. Yeah. Nothing new. Nothing. Same old. I'm not gonna lie. This is actually the first one that I have seen. Oh, really? Of the Wonder Woman. Uh, trailers that have come out. So, what'd you think? So, I, it's all I, new to you. <laughs> yeah. So, honestly, I I enjoyed it. It looks like a just a different story, a unique story that you know. I'm not sure I quite understand. And granted, I I'm I'm not an expert on the comics by any means. I'm not sure I necessarily understand the connection between her and World War One, mm-hmm. and kind of where that connect because it looks like she's growing up on this other planet, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And no, then, no, 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 the planet. That's Earth. That's Earth? Yeah. So then what... Is it a different time, or is, she, is it just a random tribe? Like, it's, I'm so, sorry, I'm, I'm terrible no, no, about okay. this. I don't it's, know. I don't know Wonder Woman history it's, uh, that much. It's an island. Yeah. The Amazon okay. Island. And it's okay. just covered in mist. So basically, like, we can't see it because we're not... Smart. Yeah. So then, speaking of mist, where does the mysticism like come into play? As far as like, where's the like, what Greek, what's with her? Just, Greek oh, it's a, yeah, she's yeah. an Amazon. She's uh, so it's mythology, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hercules and Zeus and Hera and all that. Gotcha. Timeline and that's around the same time I mean, as World War One. So, but she's in. I mean, so you have a fighter pilot that crash land. And this is the comic book. This isn't mm-hmm. really like. The movie because I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, but uh, you haven't. Not yet. No, oh, my. No. I thought you got screeners. No, no, not oh, yet. I'm hoping man. one day. Man, uh, so. fighter pilot crash lands. They uh, take pity on him. They say whoever's the best warrior yeah. gets to take him back to wherever he's from. Okay. Uh, she's forbidden to compete, and she competes in disguise and wins. So she takes him back. Okay. It's during World War One that all this is happening. Got it. So okay. when she goes into our world, okay, or our reality, yeah, um, all these things are going on, and she's kind of this is the first interaction she's having with, with regular people, regular human civilization. Yeah. Cool. So yeah, I mean, honestly, it looks it looks cool. I'm I'm very interested to see this. I I think it's going to be a cool story. I'm I. At least from the trailers, like I'm not seeing where the concern is coming from that we're hearing from a lot of folks. I do. Um, then please, yeah, tell me. Like what? same thing with Batman versus Superman. How so? It's uh, <laughs> but you love Batman versus Superman. I'm saying I can see where people are going to be upset. I feel like stylized, visually, it's going to be awesome. Yeah, like like the you know 
visually, I feel like Batman versus Superman uh-huh. had very good points. Yeah. Story wise, super lacking is a lot of opinions, not necessarily mine, yeah. but a lot of opinions were that the storyline wasn't uh, as great as it could have been. Mm-hmm. I feel like Wonder Woman's going to do the same thing where they're going into this movie and they're just showing a lot of the fighting. Yeah. They're not showing a lot of the storyline. So I'm wondering if maybe they don't have a lot of storyline to show. Well, it, it might it be the away. case, but at the same time, I feel like Wonder Woman almost has like a little bit of an advantage solely because she hasn't been done before as far as like a live action movie. Most recently at any rate. Yeah, most recently, no, but yeah. she had a movie in the 60s. Well, she yeah, had a TV but show too. right. She had a TV show. I, I understand. Outside of most people's memories at this time, this is a newer... Yeah. Uh, you know, it's a newer opportunity for them to discover her. This is an opportunity for a female strong lead to do something in the superhero realm that we haven't seen yet. True. You know, we have we've had the Black Widow, but she's been very background character. Yeah. Very you know side character. Side character. Yeah. Now we have a strong female lead. Mm-hmm. And it's it's on her shoulders to kind of do something awesome, and the the it's thing a lot is, of pressure. Yeah, the thing too is that you know, I mean, Batman and Superman. How many times have they been done in recent history? Once. That's why I'm saying, like, you mean like fighting the separate characters themselves? Oh, Batman has been done multiple times now. Yeah, Superman has been done multiple times now to yeah. the point where they're so familiar in people's minds that there's an understanding of the character themselves. Wonder Woman, on the other hand, like you're saying, had something back in the 60s, had a TV show as well, but it's not something that's fresh in people's minds, and so therefore has, an, has a better opportunity to be, to be rebooted, essentially. So, I don't know. It'll, it'll be interesting to see. My thoughts at any rate. So, yeah. Matt, anything else we got? Uh, there's the new Alien Covenant trailer that came out. Mm-hmm. You guys saw Alien Covenant, and then it's interesting. I was watching the trailer for Life, mm-hmm. I think is what it is. Yeah. And I almost, I literally almost got that confused with Alien Covenant just because yeah. of the way that it looks. Same movie, pretty much. It, it pretty much looks like just another version of, of Alien. Yeah. And then um, it looks like we got some new photos and set, set photos from uh, Thor, Ragnarok. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So we got some Jeff, new. Uh, Jeff Goldblum playing... Uh... The, the collector's brother. The collector's it's like a, the ancients or something, something like, like that. that. Yeah, Jeff yeah. Goldblum looking just, just Jeff Goldblum me. Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, Thor rocking the fade. I was gonna say his long luscious locks that all of the ladies are super. No, no more head and love. shoulders for him. I know. I know. It's sad. Mm. So, I don't know. Maybe that's a huge key story role. I like it. Something. He gives him more of a warrior look. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Also, apparently, the trailer for... I just heard this as I was driving up here. The trailer for uh, that one movie that we love because we're not stupid uh, is ready to drop. It was shown in a shareholders meeting uh, for Disney. Uh, episode 8, The Last Jedi. Okay. Oh. Uh, apparently, it shows like Luke saying, Who are you? to Rey, which I think is going to be like in continuation, the theme. Because if you remember when episode seven came out, yeah, that's how that first show was. Who are you? 
you heard uh, yeah because yeah. it was um it was what's her name uh maz maz yeah maz asking her who are you who are you and exactly. so now you have luke asking who are you so it's kind of more of a discovery yeah. piece on ray you see her training with the lightsaber and uh a and couple yeah. x-wings i know so yeah. it'll be yeah. exciting these are stuff i'm going off of tweets like we haven't seen it yet but yeah uh, should be awesome Star Wars celebration. I would assume it'll be debuted. It'll mm-hmm. probably be in front of if I had to take a wild guess, Thor. So Bob Iger's actually seen a, a clip of, well, pretty much a cut of Episode Eight, and he's said that it's it's very very good and does does justice to the the Skywalker storyline. Yeah. Definitely. So. Well, do you think the CEO of the company is going to be like, this movie sucks? Well, I, I mean, can't believe we greenlit this piece of crap. Yeah, but at the same time, too, I mean, it's still always, uh, you know, it, it yeah. feels good to hear that it's, you know, he could have not made a public, you true. know, comment saying, hey, I thought it was great. That's you know, true. he could have just been like, oh, yeah, Star Wars Episode Eight. That's a thing. It's happening. It's a part yeah. uh, Go get and not that I would, but it's go see it. Surprised me they have a cut already because it doesn't come out for another nine months. Hey man, a lot of post production. I guess might be. Who knows? So, anything else there? That's pretty much for me, Eric. Are you gonna have a report for us from Star Wars Celebration? Yeah, I'll oh. have something. Cool. You got something going on? Something. Yeah. I was gonna say that's coming up. We're yeah. what uh, about three weeks out? Four weeks? Yeah, it's like WrestleMania happens, and then mm-hmm. a week or two later, it's Star Wars, and then a couple weeks later, we got uh, Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Oh wow, yeah. that's crazy! That? I can't believe, I dude. Two thousand seventeen, two thousand seventeen. I say, I will say, has been pretty fantastic so far on mm-hmm. every front. Yeah. Like movies have been awesome this year. Games, yeah. we've gotten some huge blockbuster games coming yeah. out this year that have been awesome. Great reviews and everything. So, but something else that we're actually looking forward to in two thousand seventeen is we've got uh, Iron Fist coming out. Uh, yeah, it comes out it comes Thursday. Out, yeah, Friday. this kind. Ca- like in the next couple of days yeah 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 by the time this drops it'll probably already be out yeah yeah absolutely but um i don't know i don't know what to think about it i mean i've been excited from what i've seen of the trailers of it Mm -hmm. so far but apparently critically it's not doing so great right now so the lead actor of it um i cannot for the life of me remember his name but he came out and said that the uh oh i'm sorry uh finn jones yeah. The guy who plays uh, Danny Rand came out and said that all of the bad press yeah. is because of Donald Trump, which I feel like is kind of a cop out. Where? But the reason he was saying this is because he his character is a billionaire white American. And because right now that's not a very popular place to be, uh, he feels like he's getting a lot of flack. Because of the character he plays. Interesting. Whether that's true or not, it's, I feel like it's subject to opinion. People still love Batman. True. Very true. He's not blonde with a comb over, though. Uh, People so true. still love <laughs> Iron Man. He's still not blonde with a comb over. He makes a good point. People still <laughs> love... But, like, but I feel like it to come out and say something like that, it's, it's very... I don't know if he should have done that. No. That's... I wouldn't have done that. If I was his publicist, I probably would have told him to just shut shut his face. Yeah. yeah. Say it's a good show, check it out. Let's keep it keep it simple. Yeah. Um my biggest thing that I'm kind of upset about is that Kung Lao is not gonna be in it. The uh the dragon. 
Okay. That's who Danny Rand defeats in order to get the powers of the Iron Fist. So give us a crash course on Iron Fist real quick. Danny Rand is the son of blah, blah, blah Rand, who owns a billion-dollar business. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, Plane crashes, parents die, Danny Rand's left to kind of fend for himself. He's in the Middle East. He meets the Ancient One. You've heard of the Ancient One. Because of same, Doctor Strange. Same ancient one? I believe so. Oh. But I could be completely wrong. I haven't, re- I haven't read the comic books in forever. All right. Uh, but I know that this person's called the ancient one, I think. Um, and where was I? Anyways, he's brought up in this uh, learning the, were, the you, fighting style of Kung Lao. I was going to say you went... You went Green Arrow for a little bit, then you hit Batman. Now you're, you know what? It's kind of it's kind of all those things put together. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. I mean, you have this billionaire, but he doesn't know. I mean, he doesn't really accept that fortune until he comes back to the United States after mm-hmm. learning, you know, that this way of living and mm-hmm. kind of proving himself to the um, that group of people, the the tribe, if you will. Okay. So he comes back to uh, the United States, and from what I've seen in the trailers, he's the way he kind of ties into the defenders. He's just kind of a vigilante. Yes, but he's he's going after the um, the triad. Oh, triad? No, the yakuza. He's going after the yakuza. Okay, who Daredevil's going after? Mm -hmm. And then uh, in the comic books, it's cool because Danny Rand. And Power Man, aka Luke Cage. Luke Cage, become really good friends. Okay, like they always team up. So it's gonna be it's gonna they be fun to see They actually have crossover comic of Power Man and Iron Fist. Yeah, cool. That's so, good to hear. I'm excited. I don't think that Marvel and Netflix are gonna let us down with this. See, yeah, it's like a part of what I want to know about the negative reviews is it that the show isn't good, or is it because compared to the other? Like when everyone's saying it's not getting good reviews, is that what it is? Is it? Is it more of a comparison? Is it more of a comparison? Because like a weak Netflix Marvel show is still like a hundred times better than ninety nine percent of other stuff that's out there. Yeah, and I feel like there's a reason they kept him for last. Mm -hmm. Daredevil has such a following. You know, he's such a popular name. It's a great move to have him first. Mm -hmm. Jessica Jones, strong female character. It's a good idea to keep her, uh, you know, put her out there. Luke Cage, perfect timing, socially and uh, with the comic books and what he was doing in the comic book world. Yeah. So now you have Danny Rand, who, I mean, not the most popular comic book character ever. He's never been in a movie, mm-hmm. you know, never. But what? at the same time, you're introducing this this character at the very end when you've already established these other three characters. Yeah. So if there is a lot of crossover in his series where you start to see the development of the Defenders, I could see them going on the, along that lines. You know, I don't know if they're just going to completely try and do an Iron Fist only series. But if they start to do those tie-ins, I feel like that's going to be able to help push forward a character that's not necessarily as well known. See, I feel the opposite. I feel like if they did that, that's a huge disservice to him. I feel like that's punching him in the metaphorical dick. Not okay. not to start an argument, but like you gave everyone else a fair chance. You start an argument? No. Well, I'm saying you gave everyone else a fair chance, <laughs> and then you're going to have this guy because he's not as popular. You're going to go, well, you know what? We don't want to see if this character can do well. 
So we're going to introduce everyone right. as he's trying to get his footing. But think about like the Flash on CW. Like when the Flash came out, Green Arrow was already out and very, very prominent. And so they still did quite a few crossovers once Flash came out in the Flash series. Did that take away from him and his character and his story? No, not by any means. But it's still an opportunity for them to help push his character forward. That's a 23-episode season compared to a 10-episode season. But, once again, like I was saying, if, you know, you, if, if you're Marvel and you're not as confident in this character, you do what you can to push it through. I don't need an origin story for every fucking hero. I really don't. Like, I, do, I am a fan of Iron Fist. I'm a fan of Power Man and Iron Fist, but I don't... I don't need 13 episodes to just establish Iron Fist. Mm-hmm. I want to see those team-ups. I want to see those crossovers. Like, if I never see another Marvel solo flick again, that'll be great. Like, I'm, that's why I'm excited for, 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 for Thor Ragnarok. Because it's not just a Thor movie. You have the Hulk in it. Maybe Guardians of the Galaxy. You know? Not... I don't... I don't need just Iron Man doing Iron Man things. I want to see Iron Man... And Hawkeye, I guess, doing something, you know, <laughs> like Spider-Man Homecoming. You have Iron Man in there. It's like, I don't need an origin story. I don't need to see this anymore. I get what you're saying. Like, oh, the other ones had their shot, but they're not real people. So we don't need to worry about not hurting their feelings. <laughs> you know what I mean, too? That, that That's my thought. And it's not like yeah. Jessica Jones didn't like just have her own story because Luke Cage is a part of that. We didn't know who Luke Cage was until halfway through the season. You know what I'm saying? It was just a love interest. It wasn't a... You know what I mean? He wasn't an established character. But they still knew he was coming and it was something. Yeah. I I see what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. Absolutely. But like I said, I don't think it's... You know, I I agree with you and I understand that, you know, we want to see... We want to see what he's got. We want to see, you know, he's, he's his own unique character with a unique story. But, you know... To the effect, it's also a good opportunity to use them to help catapult into the, the defenders. defenders. Yeah, you know, I'm not saying that you know the last four or five episodes should be, oh hey everybody let's get together and let's start you know teaming up and being in each other's shit all the damn time. No, I'm saying like you know if there's a cameo here and there throughout, yeah, just to help kind of push that storyline forward. I'd rather Daredevil pop in and out. I'd rather like the Punisher snipe someone and yeah. you know, you just see him like turn around and run or something like that. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't want another Captain America, the first Avenger where it's like, this is the move. This is what's going to spring. This is what's going to launch everything into the Avengers or defenders. Yeah. Where it's the last 10 seconds of the movies. Nick Fury be like, welcome to the Avengers buddy. And then you just jump into Avengers and bloop, here we are. Yeah. I'd rather see them be a team already. So once the defenders come, they're like, we're a team. Ah, yeah. <laughs> so what do you, okay. what do you, what are you most looking forward to seeing in this? Um, his, uh, yeah, I was going to say origin, but well, I, no, I guess, if you're, if you're looking forward to the origin, you yeah, are yeah, allowed no, to have I, that. Opinion. I, I, that's my favorite part of these Netflix series so far. Yeah. Like it really is to watch daredevil be introduced and how Daredevil became Daredevil. Luke Cage be Funny introduced story. and how he became... Yes. Did you know 
that uh, it's like comic book lore, but when Daredevil was involved in that car accident with the chemicals that spilled on his eyes, uh, that's what inspired the Ninja Turtles. Frank Miller and Jack Kirby are actually uh, credited hey, as hey. helping create the Ninja Turtles. Really? That's, that's yeah. really interesting. Because the chemicals going into the sewer. The Ninja I got hey, hey. Yeah. Is, that, is that your decision to make or is that our, our listeners' decision to make? I'm just going off that's, the uh, I believe that that's if you read list. the original Ninja Turtles comic book, a special thanks is given to Jack Kirby. And uh, Frank Miller. Okay, he, well that's good. Layered. They'll they'll do some they'll do some research then. Uh, he, Eric, I believe you were talking about Iron or Iron Fist, weren't I, you? Yeah, uh, I'll uh, I'll get back to that in just a second. Eastman and Laird actually uh, inked and wrote the original Ninja Turtles. Yeah, and it was the ooze that turned them into the Ninja Turtles, not a chemical. Good to know. Talking about the Iron Fist. Yeah, the Iron Fist. I I really am interested to uh, (laughs) see his origin that had nothing to do with any other origins. That's all. Just like Ninja Turtles. All right. I think we need a new bit every week of just nerd fight. Yeah. New bit. It's it's in every single episode. It's just random as to whether it happens or not. So... Anyway, so, all right, cool. So, Iron Fist is coming. Uh, all right, so, uh, getting into some gaming stuff we got going on uh, this week. So, last week we got uh, official announcement of uh, Shadow of War, which is going to be the Shadow of Mordor sequel, Middle Earth Shadow of Mordor sequel, and we got a gameplay trailer this week. We did get gameplay of... Sh- Shadow of War. Shadow of War. It uh, it looks Shadow, good. Shadow of More, Door. Listen, I'm not the only one to make that joke. The, Everybody uh, else has too. So, <laughs> the anyway. gameplay looks fantastic. It looks like they took the first game, mm-hmm. everything that worked with the first game, and just went with it. Yeah, and it's so great that they did that because a lot of feel like a lot of sequels with video games they try to do something completely different mm-hmm. and i don't want that i want what i had in the first game but just better uh there were a lot of repetitive things in the first game it doesn't look like this is the same thing well granted i mean you know we only got one fortress that they were looking at so i could i could see it quote unquote getting repetitive to an extent but i i would hope there's enough mechanics in there that it's going to differentiate a little bit from, from fortress to fortress. The bosses are supposed to have their own AIs. Well, yeah, they're going to have their own AIs and everything like that. But the same premise of, okay, I'm going to choose my army. Okay, I'm going to go to this fortress. Okay, I'm going to storm the fortress. I have four or five different ways that I can approach getting into the fortress. All right, I got to kill war chief. All right, now I got to kill the big bad dude at the very, very end. Like... You know, I could see that getting to a point of being repetitive, but hopefully, like I'm saying, yeah. with the mechanics of literally being able to choose your army, it it hopefully won't get that way. So yeah. I, I'm super excited about the AI itself because one of the coolest things from the trailer was when he did get to the actual boss, um, he was about to die. Like the, the main character was about to be killed by the boss and one of the AI one of your AI teammates literally barged in through the door and like blocked the sword coming down to oh, kill you cool. at the last second. And so because he did that, you could promote him 
to be your new war chief that you leave at that fortress once you've taken it oh, over. Oh, that's cool. So yeah. it's really badass. So it looks good. Yeah, it, it really does. Um, when is that release? Uh, it's going to be August 22nd this year. So if you want, uh, they've got pre-orders out for it right now. You can pre-order the $300 edition of this game, which is going to come with everything under the sun, including a 15-inch uh, bronze statue, essentially, of... How many How many discs? How many discs? This, this is the game, 17, 18? Mm, just one. It's, it's Lord of the Rings, so I figure it's going to be... <laughs> Just three hours between levels. There's nothing wrong with that. It's not like you're. It's not a walking simulator of Lord of the Rings. It's not. <laughs> no. How great would that be? No, that would no. be terrible. I'd pay good money for that. That, that would literally be the movies. Yeah. Just oh. walking through just the me movies, staring at my wrist, so just thinking, can I, <laughs> can I bite you through that vein? Like, no. No, you can't. But so, like we said, it it looks cool. It looks like they're expanding a lot on their Nemesis system, which is was so unique when that first came out. Um, some other stuff we got going on. Uh, so Zelda Breath of the Wild, been getting some pretty incredible reviews. Basically, they're saying this is the best Zelda game since Ocarina of Time. Um, I know some opinions are otherwise, so we'll go ahead and start with that. Let everyone take a wild guess. Who doesn't? like the game because everything from my understanding this is the best video game just pretty much ever made pretty much yeah yeah no it looks it it looks outstanding like visually uh-huh the gameplay looks wonderful like uh not too difficult whereas like some other of the zelda games yeah. The mechanics weren't the easiest to get a hang of. It right is away. really simplistic. Like yeah. that's one of the things that they're kind of priding themselves yeah. on this one is that it's supposed to be um, it's supposed to be an, an open world game and having opportunities to choose different weapons and everything like that. But rather yeah. than having like insane stats on every single weapon you pick up, it's literally you pick up a stick. Hey, this does one damage. You pick up a club. Hey, this does two damage. I'm gonna use the club instead. So, but the it, weapons break over time, right? Yeah, yeah. So this is a little. That's one of the big things that's different about this Zelda game is that you're not just playing with the master sword or whatever yeah. it might be. Actually, you can go through the entire game and never get the master sword. Yeah, it's something to. Um, they also said that um, you can literally once you get out of the first immediate area of the game you can go straight to fighting ganon and beat the game right then and there so it's cool because nothing is you're not forced to go in one specific direction in this game it's basically as open world as it can be you can make your own decisions to the point where you can literally you can climb up absolutely anything so there are no boundaries and no barriers to what's going on in this game which is really really cool it shows a lot of confidence in the developers to be able to say, literally, you can go and do what you want, and we don't care because you're not going to break this game. So, I will say, for as great as it is, there are a couple of things that so far I've only you know put a couple of hours into it that I'm still a little meh on. Um, one of the biggest things is frame rates for me. So it looks it gets really really choppy. As it go through, and I know Eric, you were you were saying something that you had noticed that as well. Yeah. So, I think at this point, Nintendo should have 
a better grasp on graphics. Okay. I think that at points, visually, it's stunning. Mm-hmm. And then at points, you kind of cringe. You're kind of like, what, what, how did this game go from beautiful to third grade programming? So what, what, what would you consider? Program that? Yeah, good to, oh, yeah, no, good on them. Yeah. Yeah. Right? <laughs> uh, no, but what is it like specifically that so, uh, you think is like the beginning of the game when you're, when you're first introduced to Hyrule and you look and it's just stunning, absolutely stunning. You see Mount death and all that Doom. or death, Mount doom. Mount doom. Um, and then you actually start walking into the plane and the grass is like not, it doesn't look the same. Uh-huh. It's it's kind of, I don't know how to explain it. It's like Wind Walker. Wind you ever Waker. Played Wind Waker. Wind Waker. Uh, not the movie starring, who the fuck, Bruce Willis. Yes. Um, but the, it's just, graphically, it looks old. It looks like GameCube. And I don't like that. Okay. It doesn't. It doesn't go well. You have two different kind of. Maybe it's a frame rate. Mm-hmm. Maybe because I don't really know what that means. But like, <laughs> it just looks like it's two different graphics, kind of layered. Yeah. No. So frame rate basically is just talking about how smooth the transition of the movements are in the game. So. Okay. The problem is because this game is as big as it is and it shows as much as it does on the screen, yeah. it chugs. So you get real choppy and it almost looks like, you know how you have those flip books that you have like the different animation pictures on yeah. each page. And like, you know, if you start to slow down a little bit, that's what it looks like when you start to drop the frame. So it looks like it, a lag. It looks choppy. Yeah, exactly. Um, as far as the art style in this is concerned, um, it's just, it's, it's them going a little more artistic than realistic more than anything. I feel like it's a cross between like Borderlands and Wind Waker because it's kind of got that cell shading, but it's also slightly cartoony, which like I said, to some it's endearing to others. It's, it feels yeah. childish. Link has so. no nipples. It was a very, it's, it's very awkward to notice that. But once you notice it, you can't not notice it because if you look at the Link character in the beginning of the game, uh-huh. like I don't know, I this is just something that I noticed and I was like, I don't understand why they did this. But like he has the V right here, so he has like the defined abs. Yes. But he has no nipples. So it, to me, that described how the graphics were visually, where it's like they took extra time with some things, and then some things they were like, and eh, that's fine. That's not a graphics decision, dude. That's an art style choice. Okay, well then, whatever it was, I that's just an art I don't style agree choice. With it, no, not not so much the nipples, but I'm saying, using that as like a like a metaphor for everything else. Okay. Like it just I'm, looks I'm, like they took their time with things. Other things, they very much were just kind of like that. I'm pass. sorry, you're disturbed that Link does not have nipples. It was just weird. It was are like, are you a supporter of the free weird. the nipple movement? I am. Okay, one hundred percent. Gotcha. Um. The the weapon thing kind of upset me. I don't want to spend time trying to get... Because that was the same thing with Ocarina of Time with the mm-hmm. Dooku shield. Yeah. Where where you would lose the Dooku shield and you're just like, oh, sucks. Now I got to go back, buy another one, then go back to where I was. Like It's just mm-hmm. something that's so trivial. I, I don't think they needed it. 
Yeah, so, I mean, the, the nice thing about it, though, is that you're consistently finding things out in the area that you're able to use. So it's not like you have to actually go out of your way to either buy something or or specifically seek out something. Mm-hmm. It just forces you to change your play style, which I think is kind of cool because it gives you an opportunity. So, you know, you might really, really like this weapon type, but then you run out of it and it's like, oh, well, crap, I got to figure out another way how to take out these same enemies that I've been doing and defeating the same way the entire time, which I think to your point, gives you an opportunity to get rid of that same sameness that you kind of get with a lot of other games where, you know, Ocarina of Time, for example, you got the master sword. That's, that's pretty much all you had for the entire game from there on out. Like you were able to get the giant's knife as a, as another sword, but essentially you had one weapon the entire game. There was a certain way that you attacked certain enemies and it didn't really give you much depth other than that. This gives you more of an opportunity to really try and and you know try new ways to do things something that's actually really cool about it um some of the mechanics in this so it's got weather effects in it so it's got cold it's got hot it's got rain with lightning as well um some gameplay i was actually watching was a guy was fighting this really really difficult enemy he had gone into an area that he wasn't quite leveled up for yet And he had a steel sword that he was fighting this enemy with, fighting this enemy with. And finally, at one point, you know, he was just so, you know, like backed into a corner that he just threw his steel sword at this enemy. And the enemy picked the steel sword up just as a lightning strike came down and hit the steel sword, killing the enemy. So it's like, it's cool because it's got those mechanics where it's that real life sort of you know, thing. And it's literally, you just, you, you experiment. You have that opportunity to just try and experiment. So I don't know. I think it's cool. I think it's going to, you know, I, will I say it's, it's the, you know, second coming of Zelda, not by any means, but, um, you know, I'm excited to see how it goes as I continue to play it. You know, I'm still a huge fan of Ocarina of Time. I personally loved Wind Waker, but I mean, I don't know, Eric. What would what would you say your top three Zeldas would be? Uh, Ocarina of Time. It's one. That's it. I, I didn't really play any of the other you ones. You didn't play. I, I I tried them, but it wasn't. It was like a. I'm gonna get it from Blockbuster, see what it's like, and I never really liked it. Gotcha, Matt. Did you, did you play much Zelda? Uh, no, I've only actually played. I always called it Super Zelda because I don't remember the full title. Link to the Past. Yeah, the I played one on, that one. I the played one on that. The I play that one like twenty times, but well, outside of Ocarina of Time, that's probably one of the best revered yeah games. I played Majora's Mask there. a little bit, didn't get into it. Yeah, um, that one that one was a little hard to get into. Yeah. I feel like as well. So, but so kind of going off of you know Legend of Zelda, one of the big reasons that came out obviously was it was a launch title for yep. the Nintendo Switch, which has officially been out for a week now. No. 11 days at this point. Yep. Um, so I don't know. What do you guys think about the switch? What you've been hearing about the switch so far? I've heard a lot of good things. I've heard a lot of things. Yeah. Um, my friends who got it, they love it. They took it to the freaking bar and we all played, uh, they're playing Zelda. They're playing Zelda at the bar. Oh yeah. Which was kind of cool to be like, Oh, Hey, you know, jump on it for a minute. Yeah. 
fumble around. Yeah, try it out. Yeah. Um, people I don't know, though, I've seen a lot online. A lot of uh, a lot of woe. It's a lot of technical issues with it. Yeah. So. And it's it's I'm not liking Nintendo's kind of been like yeah, well it happens. Yeah. You know, hey, I have like ten dead pixels on my screen. Sorry. It happens. Yeah, I was gonna say they're having issues. So the I guess the Bluetooth feature for the Joy Cons themselves, so the controllers themselves, is not strong enough to withstand Wi-Fi signal. So literally, people are putting their system right next to their router to get the strongest Wi-Fi possible, and it's interfering with the connection of the controllers to the actual main console itself. So they're having issues with connectivity and and all that kind of stuff. But regardless of all of this that you know they're they're having issues with, it still was a record seller, mm-hmm. which to me, I you know. Matt, you were you were talking about it earlier. How it's it's you know some just basic supply and demand, honestly, yeah. at this point. Yeah, I mean, Nintendo always sells out, but Nintendo always under supplies as well. So if they expect ten to be sold and they only made five in the past, of course they're going to fly off shelves. Ten people want it, but you only made five. So I think I'm taking with a grain of salt that it's the best selling console ever because that just means they made more. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it is, but you also got your you got your fanboys out there. You got your Nintendo fanboys who no matter what, they're going to be standing in line ready to go. And uh exactly. you know. I'm curious to see were they planning on I'm making up numbers here, so don't ever anyone quote me on this, but yeah. you know, okay, hey Nintendo, the we're going to launch the Wii U, so we're going to make 500,000. Hey, we're going to launch the NES Classic, we're gonna make five hundred thousand. There's so much uproar from the NES selling out because they only got like four yeah. to the local Walmart. Did they make that decision to up productions for the the Switch, and because of that, or were they already planning on selling a creating a higher inventory? I think I think it's a. They were probably always planning on creating a higher inventory for yeah. it. I think it's a little bit supply and demand, but honestly, I think it it truly is just. Nintendo fans looking for Nintendo to redeem themselves and based on all the previews we've seen for everything, it seems to have been doing that despite the reviews that we're starting to get through from there. Do I think that those sales numbers are going to continue? No. I think that they're going to kind of taper off because the hardcore ones who are going to get this console have already purchased it. And honestly, the next biggest rush I would see would be for the holidays. Yeah. I was going to say, it'll be real interesting to see what Christmas looks like. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. We'll, you know, only time will tell at this point, you know, if Nintendo is able to turn around a couple of things, if they're able to, you know, reimburse those folks for those dead pixels. And if they're able to put out a firmware update to kind of deal with those, those issues, with the uh, the Wi-Fi connections and everything along those lines, um, another big thing that people are worried about is third-party support. Mm-hmm. You know, Nintendo's been preaching third-party support and saying, you know, we have all of these like huge games coming to the Nintendo Switch, but most of what we've seen so far has basically just been like you know small developer indie games. Yeah, that don't aren't going to carry too much weight with them and too much depth outside of, you know, obviously you've got your announced Mario and everything along those lines, but you know, I feel like third party developers have a tough time doing Nintendo systems 
Okay. As opposed to your basic. I mean, for the most part, I feel like the controllers for Xbox and PlayStation are very similar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where you have something completely different for uh, Nintendo systems, like the Wii U and the Switch. I feel like a lot of them don't want to deal with it. It's just a headache. Yeah. I feel like they're just kind of like, eh, thanks, but no thanks. Like, this is easy. Like, yeah. I'll just stay with this. I'll create one game format. And then X is A and B is this and yeah. that's that's fine. So it's interesting to to see too because like the Yeah. The th- the third parties are having a difficult time with the system itself to be able to develop on it just from the sheer power standpoint because it is literally sitting in between like a PS4 or an Xbox One and like a three DS on a power standpoint. Yeah. So what quality can you give what quality can you put out apparently skyrim special edition they've been teasing it it's supposed to be coming to the switch i don't know how great it's going to look on this thing you know i think we're going to see quality of maybe 360 era if we're lucky Mm -hmm. which is which is a hard decision for them to make because they don't want a poor looking product Mm -hmm. yeah and that to me is a step back yeah so it's like, why would they knowingly do that to themselves Yeah, just to make a few dollars where it's not, I don't feel like it's not going to be as much as, I, I don't think it'll make a dent. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. Um, I don't know. My, my view on the Switch is it's fun today, but it's not going to matter when E3 comes around and Scorpion's announced and at Microsoft comes out with their, when the big boys are ready to play. I think this is just going to fade away. I didn't yeah. mean that to rhyme. <laughs> I think I think it's My still, name. you know, I think I think it's still going to be relevant in the sense that, you know, from a portability standpoint, it's going to be pretty good, but like you're saying, you know, with Scorpio, Project Scorpio coming out and everything for Xbox, here we are, it's 2017, we have 4K technology, and here's a system that's being put out in the year 2017 that can't even push out 1080p. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We have most, a fair majority of households are able to own a 4K TV now for pretty much dirt cheap. You know, CES, the Consumer Electronics Show, they're already talking about 8K TVs. Yeah. And the system can't even put out 1080p. Yeah, Like, that's, that's embarrassing. Like, for them yep. to be... You know, and that was one of Nintendo's biggest pushes that they had when they first announced the Switch was that they were working with NVIDIA on their GPU, so their graphics processor, saying how powerful this thing was going to be for being in such a small port. But I'm not seeing it. I'm not seeing it right now. I mean, it it may come in time, but Zelda, Zelda can push out 900p when it's docked, and it doesn't look great. It looks choppy, you know? That's like I said... one on day one. What's that? It's like sucks one day one. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, um, you know, and even then when it's when it's pulled out of its dock and it's just played on its screen, you're looking at 720. Yeah. Wow. And so I don't like you were saying for Christmas, I think the parents that aren't knowledgeable with this and the kids are like, oh, I want to switch. They're going to they're gonna go get it. But the yeah. parents that know better, they're going to be like, you don't want to switch. You want the next PlayStation, you want the Xbox, you want something that's going to give you more games. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to grow out of this. 
Yeah, it's. I mean, it's probably going to be for more of a younger audience until we start seeing more of that third party support. Yeah, and uh, it's a gimmick. You know, it's yep. it's truly a gimmick. It's like let me take this over to a friend's place for a party, play one two switch. You know, which is their basically their Wii Sports. Yeah. yeah. At this point, play it for an hour or two. Everybody's like, oh yeah, that was cool, and and then you know put it back. Which to me is an ad, like I I loved the N sixty four. That was my favorite system growing up mm-hmm. to see a company that just just can't compete like it's sad it's like watching beloved pet just kind of limp it's like oh you're something's gonna happen soon yeah so we'll and see I, I just you know it's it's one of those things I, I you know we we've talked about it before yeah should should nintendo just stick to software you know how amazing how amazing would breath of the wild look in 4k on a playstation or mm-hmm. on an xbox well, look like at what, look at what they did with uh ocarina of time an independent person put it through um oh yeah an unreal 4 engine unreal 4 and it looked amazing and yeah. it's like where's that game i know like what unreal, on that guy's computer uh, yeah on that yeah. guy's computer it looked amazing mm-hmm. and then you get breath of the wild and you're like i don't understand he he's no one yeah. You're Nintendo. Where's that game? Well, think about it. I mean, you look at Mass Effect Andromeda. Imagine a Star Fox game that looked like Mass Effect Andromeda. But we wouldn't get that. Oh. We'd get a Star Fox game that right? looked like... That, that, would be, <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. Getting, a, <laughs> getting all hot and bothered there. So, but, I mean, we'll, we'll see. We'll yeah. see what they do. So, I think it's, you know, it's cool to see. We're getting some stuff about it now. It just kind of sit and wait and, and see what happens with it. So, very cool. Uh, and then one last little thing, real quick, was we got uh, some gameplay footage look at Friday the 13th, right? Yes, yes. And as someone who I am not a fan of watching gameplay videos, I actually watched the whole gameplay video all the way through. I uh so you get two different views of it. You get one as Jason hunting the kids. Okay. And then you have one as the kids working together to kind of survive what's going on and try to get away. Uh I have to say I, I, I didn't like the gameplay with Jason so much, but it's a beta version, so it's not set in stone. But watching the teenagers have to work together to try to figure out how to survive this and get out of there. I thought that was cool. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I definitely see this being a, a fun party game. One of my favorite mechanics of the game is the team chat, where you see it's it's I can't just talk to you just because we're on the same team. Like you need, we either need to have walkie talkies so we can talk to each other, or we need to be like close to each other on the map. If you're on the other side of the map and don't have a radio, I can't talk to you. Like, that's that's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a cool mechanic. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's just like the movie. Their musical cues. Like, you know, if Jason's close, you get the, you know, all that stuff. The yeah. music, like, like, oh, shit, he's right there. Run! Just stuff and then like you that. get an axe to the face. Yeah, axe yeah. to the face or full on backbreaker. Yeah. Just, skull crushing. <laughs> One of the things I liked were the little uh, kind of, not Easter eggs, but the little interactions you could do with the environment. Like, you could hit the boombox and, like, 80s kind of power ballad music plays. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it would like distract him too. Yeah. So he thinks you're in that room and then, yeah. 
barricade door. You can hide under the bed, which I'm sure he'll stab like harpoon yeah. or something like he did in the movies through the bed. Yeah. Absolutely. So my only concern with this, so the the way the game is kind of set up right now, it's it's one v all, kind mm-hmm. of what it looks like with Jason versus the kids. I I feel like. I don't I, I'm hoping that this is them having another opportunity to try these types of games. We've just seen a couple of these games already that have kind of just failed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, Evolve was a good example where, you know, it's monster monster versus hunters and it was reviewed very very well. Like it it was a good game. It just didn't have the following it didn't have people to to stay on with the servers and everything like that and then unfortunately fable legends which was the same sort of thing you had one person kind of being the overlord and like sending out monsters to attack the other characters it just it never even made it out of development like mm-hmm. it just got yeah. canceled yeah so. but i think this will have this will do a little bit better just because you have that brand recognition of friday the 13th this is something i could see casual gamers getting into as well like I see this being like, like Eric said, like a party game mm-hmm. or, a, a, or even like a, a play with your girlfriend or wife yeah. type of thing. Like, oh, we got a run from Jason. Mm-hmm. I feel like they've, they've also tested the waters with horror in video games. Mortal Kombat. They had downloadable characters. Jason Voorhees. They had um, Alien, some others. Predator. Yeah, yeah. Predator, all of those. And they did very well. Like they, Jason was probably the top-rated Mortal Kombat character, if, uh-huh. I, if I remember the numbers correctly. So, I mean, they've definitely been testing it. Um, I will say one thing that would work against it is if they sell it as a full-price game. Which they're probably going to do. I really hope they it's, don't. It's licensed. It's, not, it's a licensed game. Yeah. It's, it's going to be sold at full price. Um, but if the they do, some of the things I hope that... Because, you know, if they sell it as a full-price game, they're going to have downloadable content. Or they're going to have a season pass. They're going to do something. Maybe. Uh, it's kind I of mean, the thing now. It I is. Like. But, I mean, we still have some games that are that are breaking the norm with it. Yeah. So, here's, um, I mean, here's hoping because we all know how we feel about season passes. So. I want to play as Kevin Bacon. I'll just say that. I want him as... <laughs> Which one was he in? The first one. Was he? Yeah, he was in the very first Friday the 13th. Really? Yes. I'm sure you're going to have downloadable character packs to play. As. Oh, yeah. yeah oh, you, I, just, I wanted to say. You know Freddy Krueger is coming. It's got, oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That would be cool. And I, yeah, I'm hoping that, so you were saying one versus all. That would be cool, too, where it's a two versus. A duel. Every, yeah. Or a duel. Switch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Freddy versus Jason. Yeah. Sort of thing. Who can oh. kill the most teenagers? Which would be an awesome. Oh, that'd be you know such a I mean? great game. That there's, would be there's good. definitely how many, how many camp counselors can you murder? <laughs> <laughs> Here's a twenty minute time limit. You choose between Freddy, Jason, but I feel Michael like Myers in that genre or Mike Myers. <laughs> just have him just running around his awesome powers, just fucking shooting kids in the face. But I'm saying, like, I love gold. But if you look at that, the horror genre, you have so many opportunities in this one kind of format. You could throw Chucky in there. You could throw any of those horror oh, icons. Pumpkinhead. Leatherface. Pumpkinhead. But yeah, no, I went deep for a cuts. deep cut. <laughs> <laughs> well, think about it. If you almost had like a Mortal Kombat type or a Smash Brothers type where you have a oh. universe of characters that are all horror characters. So I that feel like that's use. too gimmicky. I feel like. That's exactly what you just said. No, no, no. I'm saying take those characters and put them into this kind of gameplay. Where oh, they're attacking. not all together. No, not all together. 
No, I don't want like a Royal Rumble of horror icons. Actually, I kind of do, but not for full. You, price. you don't want Smash Brothers. You want yeah. no, but you, I mean, you it just wouldn't want be Smash teenagers. Brothers. Yeah. Like it'd be just like you'd have an opportunity to choose yeah. any character to go and yeah, kill. yeah. I think that would so. be tons of fun. Like tons of fun. Yeah, I think this is going to be really popular with with hardcore fans of this series and mm-hmm. just horror fans in general. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to sell consoles. For people to get it to pick it up because i mean the thing is you think about it, a lot of the the hardcore like horror movie buffs may not necessarily mm-hmm. be gamers as well so is this, they is might this be something going to, play, to be but... on playstation and all that yeah it's gonna it... be playstation okay. xbox one pc okay so because i could definitely see it being a pc game for definitely sure. not the switch <laughs> i would you know i was about i was thinking that very I was like, much you know what so it's switch. not gonna be on exactly which is sad because i remember it was i want to say the wii Nintendo tried. They had Resident Evil. They were like, we're going to try to do adult games, mm-hmm. and it just didn't do... They've had a couple over the years. I mean, um, one of the best ones on GameCube, which one you love so much. Uh, it's just controller. It, it, Eternal 4. Darkness. Eternal Darkness. Eternal Darkness was a fantastic horror game. I loved that game so much. One of the coolest things that they had. So in that game, you had a sanity meter. And every time you saw a monster, your sanity would drop. And if your sanity meter got to nothing, you would start to see random shit in the game. So like walls would start to bleed. Random monsters would pop up. You would lose your head. Like your head would just fall off in the middle of the game. And you'd like kind of snap out of it like it was a dream. And one of the sanity meters was if you beat a certain level with no sanity intact, a screen would come up that said, thank you for playing the demo of eternal darkness. And so many people got so pissed off. Like Mm -hmm. people broke the console because they were so pissed at the fact that they thought they had bought the full game, but it was actually a demo, but it was just the the sanity game fucking with them. Yeah. It was like in uh, metal gear solid. You remember playing psycho manis? Yeah, against Psycho Manus and Resident Evil, and he could read not Resident Evil Metal Gear. Yeah, and he could read your. Uh, oh, I see. You like to play games such as Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Whoa. Fucking hacker. Was he? Was he the one where you had to take out the memory card and put it back in in order to beat? You had to unplug your controller and That's put it, it in the other port because he could read your moves. He could yeah. read what you were gonna do. Yeah, it's so effing stupid. stupid. Yeah. That was like one Pissed of the most incredible off. boss fights ever, ever Once made. Once you figured it out, yeah. Until then, you were like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna break it. I'm gonna break it. I know my parents spent a lot of money, but I'm gonna break it. <laughs> <laughs> so very cool. Well, Friday the Thirteenth coming out. We'll see. Should be, should be cool. Yeah, I, I'm excited to see I'm how really this does. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. I'm excited to see the kind of support that this games get. So, like I said, Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon. Anyone listening out there that has any ties to anyone who's making this game, Kevin Bacon. Eric's final thoughts, Kevin Bacon. Wasn't one of the Destiny children in there? I don't The one that's not Beyonce, Kelly. Yeah, but that was a later. I want to say that was like. Jason. No, that was Freddy vs. Jason. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. Freddy vs. Jason. Well, very good, guys. So on that note, that's uh, all we got going on for the news this week. And uh, so we'll get into our main topic. I'm going to go pee real quick. I was going to say I want to pee too. All right, guys. So getting into our uh, main topic this evening. So in honor of Logan having recently come out, uh, we just kind of wanted to talk through the movie itself. Wanted to kind of talk about the X-Men. It's been 17 years since the first movie debuted. 
So, you know, we just kind of wanted to get into it, see, see how the X-Men have kind of helped to shape and form, uh, you know, superhero movies kind of going forward and, and just kind of laying a lot of groundwork for everything. So let's go ahead. We can go ahead and start it off. Matt, you saw Logan and you were a fan. I was a fan of Logan. I, uh, I'll be the very first one to admit the X-Men series is not my favorite uh, as uh, when it comes to the movies. I will agree with you. On um, that. I'd say a third of them are great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, this is true. Um, but as a whole, they're, they're not my favorite. It seems they do a good one, then an okay one, then a crappy one. And then a good one, an okay one. Yeah. Um, it's a vicious cycle. Except for the Wolverine solo films, they kind of went the opposite. They did a crappy one, then an okay one. And yeah. now they just did a, a really good one here with Logan. Yeah. Um, Get fantastic reviews. Fantastic reviews. I don't think this movie would have worked if it weren't for the past 17 years of movies and the, I guess, eight that came before it. Gotcha. Um, this couldn't have worked as a one-off. I mean, this was a one-off, but this couldn't have just worked as a random standalone film. Seeing Hugh Jackman play everything he has for as long as he has mm-hmm. really added to the film. It gave a believability that I don't think would have been there. Regardless on who the actor was, mm-hmm. the fact that he's done this role for 20 years just made it extra believable with you see him being tired and fried and just mentally exhausted. Yeah. Um, just kind of want to do like a quick, like spoiler rundown. Of yeah, absolutely. So guys, you know, just real quick for, uh, spoiler alert, we're going to be going through, you know, details of Logan. If you guys have not seen it yet and you don't want anything spoiled in the movie, now is your time to get out. Um, I would go ahead and forward us about maybe five minutes or so. Yeah, we'll put the timestamp. Uh, yeah, we'll below. put the timestamp down for you. So once again, spoiler alert, we're going to be going over full spoilers here on Logan. Yeah. So, so, uh, Logan is, a. Uh, Old, tired old man, pretty much. He, if you look at the timeline of the the X Men movies, you see, mm-hmm. you know, he was born in eighteen thirty nine. This movie takes place in twenty twenty nine. He's traveled back in time forty years and lived through that again. So he is a very old, very very tired man. Cranky. Um, he's cranky. I would he be just, cranky. He really the movie the movie starts off with someone interrupting his nap. And he just gets just really pissed off after that. Um, I forget what movie I review. Uh, we were talking about earlier in the year where uh, I related because they just had to put on pants. Oh, and Vader and uh, Vader. Rogue One. Yeah, yeah, Rogue One. Vader and Rogue One. I, I kind of relate to that as well. It's like you woke me up from my nap. I had to put on pants. Like I'm fucking done. That's kind of how this movie starts. He you see him sleeping in his car. People are trying to jack his tires. He's become a chauffeur driving a limousine. And he's gone back to his real name of, uh... Oh, shit. Yeah, put you on the spot, Mr. Comic Man. It's like Jimmy... No. James... That McAvoy? Something... No, no, it's not James McAvoy. James I, McAvoy is I professor. Know, I, know, I know. Anyways, uh, he's gone back to his real name. Logan has always been kind of like an alias for him. He's taking care of Professor X in Mexico, who... Has kind of gone senile in his old age. He has seizures, which causes like all of time to stop. James Hallett. James Hallett. Was, yep. Okay, I was trying to do it off camera, if you will. We don't have a camera. It's fine. 
So he's going, no yeah, he's going week. by James Holly. He's taking care of Professor X in Mexico. He has him hidden away because, of course, people are looking for Charles Xavier. <clears throat> he's gone senile. He needs constant meds. He doesn't remember who he is or what's going on. Um, so what's the history of Professor X up to this point with Logan? So is it just, I mean, is it basically just a continuation yeah, of, yeah, yeah, yeah. of Apocalypse? Pretty much, yeah. I mean, okay. everyone, everyone's dead. Okay. Uh, there was new mutants stopped being born. Okay. And it's turned out that there are... We find out that this woman wants Logan to help take care of her daughter, get her daughter to... It's called Eden. Okay. Which is in North Dakota. She read about it in the X-Men comic books, which the comic books exist in this movie. How did that work out? Because I knew you were concerned about that. It was. It, I thought they handled it kind of pretty well. Um, pretty much, just Logan is like this. These are bullshit. Like a quarter of this happened, and not like this. Yeah. At all. So essentially, it's they just become like it's a piece of fiction, like like Inglorious Bastards or Saving Private Ryan, Got stuff it. like that. Um, so that's how the X Men were treated that way. It takes place in a dystopian future. It's not an apocalyptic, you know. Yeah. It's just kind of everything's a little glim, everything's a little machinery. Yeah. A very hard R. Uh, you hear a lot of F-bombs, a lot of this and that. Um, sorry, I'm kind of all over the place. The girl, we find out, is a mutant. Um, this is kind of like the big spoilers of uh, she's made from cloned DNA. Uh, Wolverine and, and other okay. mutants. So And she's the 23rd experiment. That's yeah, why. she's X-23. So that's uh, There were a bunch of other kids, part of the experiment as well, trying to be taken to this place for them to escape and not be experiments for this major evil company. Gotcha. Um, there is... The big bad in it is X-24. Okay. Which is a clone, a straight-up clone of Wolverine. Oh. Which... Was really good CGI, making him look, making Hugh Jackman look like how he did when oh, he was younger. Young. Yeah, so that's cool. So good movie. Uh, kind of tugs in the heartstrings. There's there are. I know it's a, a spoiler, but I feel like it's not. Logan does die in the end. Um, it was a good send off. I thought. How did they send for, him off? Uh, he just God. He just stopped breathing. He just kind of like got the shit kicked out of him, and that yeah. was, that was just kind of it. Uh, it's better than him being doused in adamantium. Adamantium, and yeah. Just chilling, yeah, for the rest of the for um, the rest of time. Yeah, the only concept the little girl has for death is she's watching an old western with Professor Xavier at one point. Yeah, and it was like, you run and tell Ma there are no more guns in the valley. So they're standing over Wolverine's grave because you all run along now and tell Ma there's no more guns in the valley. And that's how the movie ends and they walk away. Oh, that's cool. Grave. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, I thought it was a very, it was a good final chapter for 17 years of good to crappy movies. Yeah, but ending it on a high note. Ending it on a high note. Yeah, yeah. this is definitely... This movie feels like what Batman, not Batman, the uh, the Dark Knight Rises, I feel like was going for, mm-hmm. but you just couldn't get that because it was a trilogy, not gotcha. nine movies. So do you yeah. feel like Logan is what 
X-Men slash Wolverine himself, do you feel like Logan is what those movies should have been from the beginning? Just with the way, you know, it's a hard R. Wolverine himself is is kind of a dick mm-hmm. as far as a, you know, a quote unquote superhero. I don't you know. I don't think the other movies should have been like this one. This one has its own unique fla- uh, uh, flavor and tone and tone everything. and everything. Um, but going from X-Men Apocalypse to this. Yeah. Felt right. Good. If that makes oh, sense. Okay. So because right. even though Apocalypse really wasn't good. Mm-hmm. Especially going back and watching it again, like a year removed, it's not good at all. But <laughs> going from the the cartoony '80s looking, you know, with Jubilee and and young young uh, Cyclops and and Jean yeah. Grey to this old broken man who's just tired of killing, yeah, and just wants to be done. Yeah, like yeah. it's it's he doesn't want to fight. He doesn't want to kill. Like yeah. And that's all he knows. That's he's just tired of it. Well, and it's kind of it's kind of cool if you think about it. I mean, it's it's almost like him himself. Wolverine has has struggled his entire life with remaining calm and keeping his emotions in check to the point where he's just built up and built up and built up so much anger and aggression to the point where you finally get to Logan, where he just unleashes it all and is finally just like I'm fucking done and mm-hmm. just goes off, flies off the handle goes on this killing spree and then it's that kind of sigh of relief at the end when you've been able to expel you know this this aggression and this built up pent up rage mm-hmm. that he's had so I, I I think you know it's very metaphorical as yeah. well so it reminded me a lot of the rise and fall of Heisenberg in Breaking Bad oh okay where especially just at the, like it's like I am the danger I am the one rah, rah, rah. and at the end of it is like I just, I just don't I just want to want, do it. I, I don't want. Yeah, I just want this. I want this to be done. Yeah, my, my I'm, I'm coming. I'm at the end of my life. Mm-hmm. This is what it's been. I just want to go. Gotcha. Yeah. So, well, cool. That's awesome to hear. So, Logan, really good. So, definitely, guys, if you haven't had the opportunity, check it out. I know I'm gonna check it out. Hopefully soon, Eric, you as well. Yeah. Um. So that being said. 17 years for the movies. How many, what? Nine movies. Yeah. How many, how many years in comics? Almost 60 years in comics. Yeah. Almost 60 years in comics. So clearly X-Men been very influential, um, you know, both in the comic realm and here in this new superhero realm of, of movies that we've kind of developed. What, what impact do you guys think that, especially we'll we'll start with the movies like so what what impact do you think these movies have had on superhero films marvel itself you know kind I think of everything they were, they were close to the beginning of hey this is this is where we're going mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know they 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 attributed to that formula that marvel kind of learned from where it's like okay well this is a little too cheesy all right that's a little too much mm-hmm. i mean they were very much that hot and cold yeah. kind of feel um, and also political. I feel like these movies dealt with kind of touching the heartstrings of what's going on in mm. our society. Well, the the X Men, like the comics, were always very much like that. They came oh, out yeah. in like the early '60s when segregation was. I mean, that's the the X Men I mean, is a giant exactly segregation metaphor. I mean, uh, 
always fighting for uh, social uh, social justice and uh, you know equality mm-hmm. and you know mutants have a voice. Mutant it it always went with civil rights. Mm-hmm. So it was cool to see. Uh, I think it was the third one, X Men United, basically where they came was- out with that. Uh, there was X two the last whatever one made the mutants X three is last anymore. stand. Which one? What two is united? Three is last stand. Okay, whichever one had the uh, chemical that made them not mutants. The cure that was yeah, the cure three. that okay. was three last so stand. Yeah, that one especially kind of hit where it's like, do we all become normal or you know, quote unquote normal, or yeah. do we embrace our individual individuality and kind of move forward as a as a human race mm-hmm. and accept each other and i felt like that movie did such a great job of kind of showing like look like this is not just com- you know this isn't just comic books like this is real world like, yeah. we may be making fun and having fun but definitely looking what's going on yeah facing real world issues and you know in a way that's that's more easily accessible and understandable to a younger audience for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, definitely, uh, especially, you know, kind of moving a little bit forward with topic, but, um, the fact that this is the first series that actually like continued along and maintained as a series, um, as far as the movies are concerned, you know, Spider-Man followed suit after, after X-Men, Spider-Man, the original, the Toby Toby Maguire one mm-hmm. came out in 2002. So two years after the first X-Men, but by this point they had already started to move forward with creating an overarching storyline, mm-hmm. you know, along X1, two and three, and then continuing along with all of these other ones and kind of these side stories and everything, but still keeping it all together in the same universe, which I think had a huge impact on, you know, Iron Man and then us developing into Captain America and Hulk and bringing it all to ve- together in the Avengers and then now officially having the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. You know, I don't think we would have the Marvel Cinematic Universe or the the Christopher Nolan Batman flicks if it weren't for uh, these X-Men movies. Yeah. Because after Batman and Robin, like the, the entire genre was killed. Yeah. This was the first This was the first comic book movie that came out that wasn't overly stylized. It wasn't over the top. It wasn't yeah. like a oh, we're a comic book movie. Yeah. It was they treated it like a serious they treated it like a, a a serious, I don't know if it's the right word, but like an actual like action flick, not just yeah. like, oh, we're making a silly little comic flick. Yeah. I don't agree with a lot of the stuff that Brian Singer has done with the film franchise and I'm glad that he is done with it, but you could tell, especially with the first one, that he was a fan. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. And then, so I mean, obviously, we see that the the movies themselves were so influential in you know continuing along that story arc and everything, and you know helping to create the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Obviously, they got their start with comics. So back in the '60s, mm-hmm. you know, starting out with X Men, and you know, Wolverine wasn't even introduced until later on if yeah. i'm correct right 1974 yeah and so. he wasn't even x-men he was uh 
He was just uh, he was in the Hulk. Yeah, he wasn't even in the X Men. He was just comic. Oh, just a random ass Canadian lumberjack who was just angry as shit. So yeah. was he still considered a mutant though? Was he still like? Did he fall within the X Men like mutant strain sort of thing? I don't even think they labeled it. To be honest with you, I think it was just like a, here's a you know kind of like the Amazing Spider Man was introduced. Like here's that random character doing something random. Okay, and then people kind of were like. Who's he? What is he about? And yeah. they were like, oh, you know what? And then they developed Here's a backstory. A story. Yeah. And, and, and. Like, I don't think Marvel really has a full straight backstory for for the Wolverine. Because it's no. like, he has antimanium claws. Because yeah. his whole body was replaced with antimanium. So, so did they give him a quote-unquote backstory whenever they decided to introduce him into the X-Men? or So... What what I love about Wolverine is he's very much Marvel and DC do this thing where they copy each other without realizing it. Yeah, I don't think Wolverine has an actual history, like a set history. I think that many people have tried to write their own type of history for him. Yeah, very much like in the DC universe, Joker doesn't have an actual history. He doesn't have an actual origin. It's just kind of like different people taking their takes on what his origin could have been. They yeah. do that with the Wolverine. They do that with Logan, where it's like, no, he was a samurai. No, he was this. No, he was this. It's, yeah. I think it's just a compilation of different origins. It's kind of cool, because it almost gives them like a mythical like lore to them. So it's 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 like mythology. There's no concrete. In a sense, you know? you, you, your imagination can... Basically, they're saying this character, you could come up with your own origin for him. Your origin is just as justified as everyone else's. Yeah. Because there's no Stanley didn't come out and say, "Hey, no, this is this is a storyline." You know what I mean? It's not like yeah. Peter Parker, where it's like, "No, he he was bit by a spider. That's why he's Spider Man." Yeah. Like no one knows the real origin of Wolverine. Mm-hmm. And then, so like, what would you consider his influences? Like, so Wolverine joins into the X Men or comes in as his own character. You know, how did that influence future comics and future? teams and and individual characters throughout the marvel universe i mean he i'd say he he was the first kind of like bloodthirsty anti-hero yeah hero yeah he's kind of a standalone just like yeah he has a very famous line um oh wow i would blink right now uh you're about to get wolverined no uh (laughs) matt you've said it before where he's like... Fuck off? Because that was his line in first class. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. We'll get back to it. Okay. We'll get back but to he, it. But he has a very awesome catch line yeah. that he had very in, in, in the beginning where it's like, I do... I'm, I'm, I'm really good at killing, but it's... There's, I don't know. Yeah. Come back to me because I got to find it. I think it set up having that whole anti-hero, the bloodthirsty. It was like... Yeah. Just kill him. Yeah. No, we got to rest him see so he gets justice. Well, I'm soft. Yeah. And that's the thing. I mean, you know, I feel like he paved the way just with his popularity in that sense that, you know, we were able to have these, you know, anti-hero type mm-hmm. characters coming in the future, such as, yeah. you know, you had Deadpool. You've got mm-hmm. your Spawn movies, yeah. or, you know, comics and everything along those lines. You've got these kind of darker, like, 
gray area between good and evil. Exactly. You know what I mean? So a lot of the time you have your, your black and white heroes. That's, that's kind of the way everything was at that point. And then you've got this guy coming in who's a drunk and, you know, doesn't give a shit. He just, you know, Hey, this guy's doing something fucked up. I'm, I'm just going to stab him and kill him. Mm-hmm. So the, uh, yeah, I think it's fair to say the Punisher wouldn't have even been around if it weren't for Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, Wolverine. Yeah. And you know, it's it's he was my favorite thing on Netflix last year. It's funny, if you told me that my favorite one of my favorite comic book movies coming out would be the the Wolverine standalone flick. Because mm-hmm. Wolverine's not my favorite X Men. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of always been my biggest gripe with the movies mm-hmm. is he is a very popular one. And it's like, well, everyone loves Wolverine, so we're going to make him the star of the flick. Cyclops is always my personal favorite. He's the leader of the group. I love the whole laser eye mm-hmm. thing, which isn't lasers. He's like, like, he's like badass data from uh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, Star Trek. <laughs> but because everyone, everyone loves Wolverine because the whole anti oh, Wolverine doesn't give a shit. He'll stab me in the face. Suddenly he's like the star of all these movies and the leader of the X-Men is playing second fiddle. Yeah. yeah. Um, real quick, the quote was, I'm very... Fuck. God, you literally yeah, just, you just saw it, like but you got me thinking of who my favorite X-Men was. The, the quote is, I'm the, best at, I'm the best there is at what I do, but what I do best isn't very nice. I've never said that in my life. Yes, you have. You have. We were talking about this one day. But um, I feel like collectively, people like Wolverine. But if you start talking to them, you're like, "Who's your favorite X Men?" A lot of people don't pick Wolverine. So who you would know you what mean? So who would you say your favorite X Men is? Remy LeBeau. LeBeau. Gambit. Got it. Gambit. Why do you like Gambit so much? because uh, he's just awesome. So he comes from a fucking uh, guild of thieves. Yeah. In Louisiana, the Bayou. Like, he goes into... Uh, the only reason he joins the X-Men is because he likes Rogue. Like, he's not even... He doesn't even want to be an X-Men. He's just like, I just want to get in her. Like, let me let me do that. And Charles is like, well, you can join our team. He's like, I guess. His power is that he can transfuse the his... Um... Cards? Yeah, but he, he puts his energy into the cards. Well, not just cards, but anything. Because he has a staff, too. He has too. a staff, yeah. Yeah, he was... He, they almost gave him a movie. It was gonna be awesome. Then they yeah, with what's his face in it? With uh, <sighs> the girls like him, it would have made uh, Channing Tatum. Channing, Channing Tatum. Tatum. Yeah. yeah, no. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. Like Wolverine was never even on my top ten yeah. favorite X Men. Like it was Gambit, then Bobby, uh, Iceman, then the others. But yeah. why, why, why do you refer to superheroes as their real names? Because I feel like that's who they are. They're they're alter egos. Are not who they are, like Bruce, uh, Batman. Mm-hmm. He thinks of himself as Batman. Yeah, his alter ego is Bruce, uh, Bruce Wayne. Wayne. Yeah, other superheroes, it doesn't. I don't think it works that way. I don't think they think of themselves as the superhero, but and then themselves as second. I feel like they think of you know, I am Peter Parker. Yeah, I am not Spider Man. I'm mm-hmm. Peter Parker. I, okay. I act it's interesting like though because there are certain superheroes that you do associate more with their real names than you do yeah. with their specifics. Peter Parker, for one, would be an example. But like, for example, like Gambit. Gambit. Yeah. I I personally would not 
when you said his real name, I was like, I have no idea who you're fucking talking about. Yeah. And then you say Gambit, I was like, oh, okay. You know why? Cause cool, it, I get that. I feel like the name is memorable. Remy. Like, you remember... I, I remember. You remember. As a kid, I remember. Because in, in the cartoon, the X-Men animated series, yeah. they refer to him as Remy. They don't always refer to him as Gambit. It's the same with the other X-Men, too. Yeah. They refer to each other as their first names. They don't always refer to each other as their code names. Mm-hmm. You know, Nightcrawler. He, he, you know, they, they don't always call him Nightcrawler because that'd be weird. Like, there's certain circumstances in that comic book where... You wouldn't just walk around, you know, just get out of the shower, you're walking to go get some breakfast, and you're like, hey, Nightcrawler. Like, no, you're going to call him by his first name. Or Scott Summers. You're not always going to call him Cyclops. Jean Grey. It's Jean Grey. Yeah. Yeah. She just doesn't have You know, Jean Grey, who's, ah, fuck, Jean Grey? Yeah. When she gets an alter ego, she'll just fucking make you never exist. Yeah. (laughs) Pretty much. So, you're saying Gambit, you're saying... Cyclops. Cyclops is your favorite... You know, I never had an actual, like, favorite X-Men character. I think, honestly, I enjoyed seeing the group together. Mm -hmm. Like, seeing the group work together as a team and fighting that. Like, when you have them off on their own, like, yeah, it's cool. But, you know, it's it's almost like each character is kind of a one-trick pony. So, you get to that point where when you have everyone together, it's cool because you know, you have strengths and weaknesses and they kind of balance over top of each other. So when they are trying to take on like a huge, you know, villain or, you know, they're like it, I think it's cool because it's, it's cool to see their powers work together and, you know, to see how they bounce off of each other and play off of each other and, you know, everything along those lines. No, I was going to say it's like Cyclops is my favorite uh, member of the X-Men team, but Magneto as a whole is probably one of my favorite Marvel villains. I love any villain that just doesn't think they're just, but you can very clearly, you could easily side with them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's and that's what I really love about Magneto. And I think that's like the, the well, especially with his history, like his childhood. Exactly. Yeah. And like, like, you know, with Xavier. And, and and Magneto, like what they have, that whole relationship is like, you're 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 not really like even Professor X doesn't hate him. Yeah, yeah. Even Professor X is like, I understand why you're so why angry. you're pissed and frustrated. But like, yeah, this isn't the way. And yeah. it's like, well, show me a better one because yeah. your way isn't working either. Yeah, because it's like it's like a mutual respect and a and a mm-hmm. just a, kind of a a professional understanding of one another. Yeah, and it's like. Hey, this is nothing personal, but dude, you're kind of fucking things up. So I'm going to keep you in check. And they never so. turn each other away. If you notice, like in the comic books, they like if one Magneto wants to meet never, another, yeah. yeah, never turns the mutant away. Like his kind is his kind. Mm-hmm. Even yeah. if they were part of the X Men and they're like, hey, I want to be part of you, he's like, or Come vice on. versa, yeah. yeah, or vice yeah. versa, because Charles Xavier is like, hey, I understand. You want to be one of us? Come be one of us. Live in peace, but. These are our rules, mm-hmm. and if you don't obey, then you know you got to go. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I, I've always liked that. Um, I, I, I liked them when they're a team, but I like seeing their their little side stories. Yeah, mm-hmm. like those, those are my favorite episodes of the animated series. Is when it's like, okay, we're not going to be the X Men this week, but let's watch and see what Cyclops does. Yeah. Or can we talk about real quick how fucking great that theme song is from the animated series? Yeah. 
You know that was the first comic? That's all I got. I want to say that was the Fair first animated anybody. series to have a main character die in the first episode. Like, period? Yeah. Morph. Who? Morph died in the first episode. Who? Morph. Who? Yeah. He died in the first episode. So, <laughs> so clearly... <laughs> no, yeah, he was, he was killed by a sentinel. He comes back yeah. later on, but I want to say that was the first children's animated series where... The main character died right away. Yeah. So, very cool. All right. So, obviously, we can see, you know, X-Men's had a lot of influence over the years. And, you know, it's done a lot of great things and given us a lot of great characters and stories and been very influential. Future State, you know, we'll kind of kind of do some, you know, final thoughts here. Where do you think x-men is going from here where do you think they should go from here do you think they need to take a break for a little while absolutely so and you know when they do come back do they come back as a reboot or do we just kind of you know usher in a new a new age or you know i don't know matt i'll let you go first i i think they need to let it air out for a little bit okay because uh brian singer's done Logan's done, or, or Hugh Jackman's done, uh, Patrick Stewart's done, Ian McKellen is done with with pretty much everything. Yeah. He's 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 like I'm just gonna go and be in parades and relax. Um, he deserves that at yeah, this point. Yeah, so honestly. I mean, everyone from the original cast they're out of contract. The reboot they're all done. It's I say reboot. I mean you know the first class. Yeah. Give it, give it five, ten years. Mm-hmm. Do a new one. Do it truer to the comics. I'd say I want to see something a little more, more true to the page. You don't necessarily need the bright yellow and all that. Do the brown and orange mm-hmm. costume. Um, in two thousand, I could definitely see why they had them dressed the way they did, like in their fight suits. Yeah, but we're now on the point where comic accurate costumes are the norm and are expected. They're almost more popular. They're almost more popular now. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And it's like everyone has been feeding to see Wolverine dressed up as Wolverine. He's been in nine movies. Yeah. And he hasn't been, so. Yeah. They started a hint towards it a little bit in in Apocalypse, but never, never fully got there. Gotcha. Cool. So, all right. Eric? I'm going to go to the jaded way. Okay. Like, I agree with Matt wholeheartedly. Uh-huh. I don't think that's going to happen. I think that in a year, year and a half, they're oh. going to have another X-Men movie. No, the question wasn't, what do you think is going to happen? Oh. What do you <laughs> think should happen? Oh, oh want, okay. What do you want to happen? What would you like to see happen so, from this? Honestly, what I want to see happen... I mean, Fox doesn't have Star Wars anymore, so they need their money makers. Yeah, they're just, yeah, just going to pump these out. Which is okay. I, I don't mind that. Real quick... Marvel has a history of not actually killing people. So I'm kind of curious to see if Wolverine is dead. You know, if they pull one of those. Not a Marvel. Uh, it's not a Marvel. But it, well, it's still a Marvel piece. It's owned by Fox, but it's still a Marvel piece. I'm not going to get into it. What I'm saying is. I my wonder. Diagram? <laughs> the Venn okay, diagram. so Hugh yeah. Jackman has gone on record saying that if the MCU were to use him, he would do it. He would reprise his role as Wolverine to be in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm-hmm. Now, Fox would never let that happen, nope. to my knowledge. But if it did, I mean, 
there it is. Mm-hmm. But I'm wondering if they're going to continue with X23 as the Wolverine kind of stand in, stand in, yeah, and then continue with these X Men movies, or if they're just gonna just gonna kind of let that character rest in peace, and they're gonna go with. Because, I mean, there were a lot of team-ups with the X-Men that never included him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you it's know, kind of surprising to be introducing her in this last film without like wanting to expand on her more. I right. feel like there's going to be a big popular character there. Yeah, I mean, that, oh, we'll see. We'll see. I personally would love to see an X-Men team truer to the comics. You know, where, where Scott Summers is the actual leader... And he does take on the leadership. Basically what the first movie was, but more team-oriented mm-hmm. instead of everyone wants to be a prima donna type of thing. Yeah. That's what I want to see. I want to see an actual X-Men. You, you want to see him slap the shit out of Wolverine for yeah. trying to Mac on this woman? Yeah. I want yeah. to see you know Cyclops show that he... Hey, man. This is why I'm the leader of the team. You know what I mean? That's yeah. my wife. Can you oh. stop doing that? I want to see <laughs> Professor... Stop it! <laughs> I want to see Professor Xavier... Without the without the melodrama, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I want to see an actual X Men team do what the Avengers are doing, having these big awesome battles without you know drama. Mm-hmm. That's what I want. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of sitting on the fence with this because I don't know if I want to see something completely redone from X Men in the sense that. Not not a reboot, not a rehash, not anything like that. Just almost giving them a new storyline in and of themselves. Make a new type of story for them. You know, create an alternate history for X-Men mm-hmm. that is associated solely just with the cinematic universe. Make it its own thing. Keep the idea of X-Men alive, but make your own story with them. Incorporate them however you will with the cinematic universe. I mean, hell make, make guardians of the galaxy and X-Men team up together, you know, for something in, in something along those lines. I'm just throwing things out there. Mm -hmm. That being said too, you know, you obviously want to keep, keep true to the comics. And if they're going to do something like that, I wholeheartedly agree with you that they need to just back off it for a little while. And it's one of those things, you know, you're going to come back in five years, you're going to rehash the same thing in a different form and a different way. I just, there's so many, there's so many storylines out there and there's so much content out there. It's hard to sit there and see the same story be rebooted consistently over and over and over again. I think we're getting that kind of repetition and just getting bored with stuff like Spider-Man. You know, here's hoping homecoming out homecoming this year is going to be good. So I don't know. Like I said, X-Men isn't necessarily my favorite thing in the world, but I would like to see them incorporated into other things Yeah, and not necessarily just on their own, because I feel like we've seen, seen the same bickering and the same arguments and the same fights in different forms for nine films now. Well, I yeah, think, I'd rather sorry. see Spider-Man and X-Men team up together than see X4 New Mutants at the door. Or do, you know, do what Marvel is now starting to do and make an X-Men Netflix series. Mm-hmm. Like, make that. 
I would love to watch that. I think that would be cool to have something that's continuously going so you have a continuous storyline and not something that's sporadic like the movies that we got this time around and that it's not having to continually reboot each single time. You know, you have a general understanding of these characters and you see continuous storylines, you see continuous missions, you have an overarching storyline. That to me, I think would be probably their best next bet. Yeah. yeah. Well, so. I, I'm excited to see what they're going to do with Deadpool because they already started to introduce some of the lesser known characters into that world. Yeah. And now we're going to have cable and hopefully we get the mutant wars and things like that. So maybe they do something with that where Deadpool's kind of like the new X-Men beginning. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Which would be nice. Yeah. Colossus and Well yeah, they they introduced Colossus and uh Megasonic Teenage, Teenage Warhammer. Warhammer, yeah. Yeah. Cool. But yeah, I mean there's so many cable and so much good stuff. So, so. very good. So cool. Many. Well, it sounds like I mean, you know, the sky's kind of the limit, honestly. They they have so much content that they can that they can work with so we'll just kind of have to wait and see but uh guys let us know what you think you know um what did you think of logan if you got the opportunity to see it did you know did you feel like it was a proper sending for everyone and uh kind of what do you want to see from the x-men from here do you want them to take a break for a little while or do you guys want to do you want to see them rebooted into something else let us know um in the comments let us know on our facebook page be sure to check out our facebook page facebook.com slash mlpcast make sure you're doing us a favor by hitting us up with a like make sure you're sharing our posts and letting your friends know so that we can get uh we can get our likes up on that page and and get promoted out to to more folks um definitely make sure you're hitting us up on twitter at mlpcast make sure you're hitting us up on instagram matt's always up uploading some pretty cool pictures to that we're midnight launch party on instagram and then always um you can email us at uh midnight launch party pod at gmail.com um and, you know, make sure you're listening to us on iTunes. So for those of the those of you that are, we greatly appreciate it as always. Make sure you subscribe, tell your friends about it, give us a give us a review, um, you know, help us out with that algorithm, pr- promote us out to some more people. So, you know, we appreciate you guys, you know, coming. We appreciate you guys listening to what we have to say and uh, letting letting other people know about us so but uh until next time as always i've been scott i've been man that was a marathon i've been matt i know it was was long i've been eric very good all right guys well thank you and uh we'll see you next time have a good week bye everybody bye this is a mission, not a small time thing. Got me on a case like I'm Sherlock Holmes. My tone kind of messed up from what I've been saying and what I've been hearing. Got me not knowing what to believe in. I was breezing, battling bosses. The record is flawless. Zero losses till I came across this. Stunning young piece who resided at the bottom of the sea. And she told me her name was Flash Woman. Beautiful but deadly, she was mad cunning. Had a voice that could soothe the savage. Beast of physique was way above average. Magic the way she got me in a spell. Got me on lockdown. Sort of like a cell But I got a mission And I can't afford to fail But girl, I got a secret to tell Um, I don't know how to say this So I'ma just say it That you're my favorite Even underwater I'm enchanted by your fragrance You're nothing to play with Won't you be my baby Or maybe We can get up out of this land And maybe get a bite somewhere My dear 
even though she knew the truth about Rand, I had a feeling she wouldn't understand. Yo, I got a chance. I thought I was in love before, but I love you more. So baby, come aboard and go away with me so I can make you see what you mean to me. And baby, we can be free. Years I get that feeling, feeling like I'm about to hit that ceiling. But I can't cause it's not with spice. And when I reached the lair and it was time to fight, I couldn't do it. Punked out like Ashton's victim. You started singing and I had to listen. It was lovely what you sang, the first came. All of a sudden the mission changed, insane. She told me about a true purpose. She used to save victims that fell through the surface. A few days ago the contract expired. And she was scheduled to be thrown into the fire. And while he gave her a reason to live, then now she gotta do what he says. Shed a tear and said, you don't understand I gotta stick to the plan, I owe everything to this man So please make a friend, don't take it personal Cause it hurts, I know, I'll make it worse, you know But he saved me, baby, to turn my back on Wiley You'd be just plain crazy You said it's the only way it can end Let the battle begin, man, we can't be friends So my heart sunk slow as the lair door closed Through the mega buster, cause it's time to roll Here we go I thought I was in love before, but I love you more So baby, come aboard and go away with me So I can make you see what you mean But the battle took a turn that was odd Every time I fired the shots, she didn't dodge She took each blast from the arm cannon Smiled at me as every shot was landing At first I didn't know what she was planning And suddenly I started understanding Though I think she letting me win Giving me what I need so I can get to the end By the 17th hit, she began to stagger Fell to the ground, so I ran and grabbed her Looked up in her eyes, she tried to laugh Pulled me close and handed me her staff I said I wish I didn't have to be like this I'm thinking he might miss her if she be my miss She said don't be foolish, you gotta do this Let the whole city know what the truth is Boy you got stuff to do I said girl I would've gave it all up for you I feel invincible when I'm holding you But as far as love goes I'm over too I thought I was in love before but I love you more So baby come aboard and go away with me So I can make you see what you mean to me And baby we can be Same chemical. It's the 
same chemical spill. The same chemical gets in Daredevil's eyes, drips into the sewers, and the Ninja Turtle's like, this is delicious. You make me so angry. <laughs> Fucking it's look it up. the same goddamn... Look it the fuck it's up. It's two different franchises. It's uh, two different franchises. Look It's it not the... Up. Look it Guess up. what? Everybody thought it was a bad idea, but they still did the it Big Mac ooze. and the Whopper. It was ooze that made the fucking Ninja Turtles Ninja Turtles. Ooze. Yeah. As in slime. As in not liquid. Daredevil got sprayed in the fucking eyes with a liquid. It's not the same. It's a chemical. It's TGRI. You're saying TGRI, who made the fucking ooze that made the turtles, was in New York City... With Daredevil. Not, I'm sorry. Not even New York City. Fucking Hell's Kitchen. That's New York City. What the that fuck is New York City. What are they doing in Hell's Kitchen? Living they, in the sewers. They live in New York. It's a high-priced fucking chemical. They're not pushing that shit in the fucking slums. Hell's Kitchen. It wasn't a drug. One, Hell's Kitchen isn't the slums. Yes, it is. It's very industrial. Have, do you even know where Hell's Kitchen... Where is Hell's Kitchen? In, in the comic book or in real life? Yes. It's on the Both. left. It's the same. It's on the east side of hell. <laughs> where Where is Hell's Kitchen? It's on the first floor in the back of the house <laughs> to the right. <laughs> where, where is Hell's Kitchen? I'm basically. Come on. Where I'm is Hell's Kitchen? Basically ill. Come on. Anger. You're so smart. You know You know that there'd be no reason for there to be a fucking deadly chemical in Hell's Kitchen. Where is Hell's Kitchen? It's the slums. Where it's- is it? The slums doesn't define anything because slums are all over the place. Yeah, but it's that's how where it's depicted. is it? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I know that it's fucking Daredevil's territory. Okay, where? Oh, Daredevil and fucking uh, Luke Cage. Okay. So it's got it's got to be next to Harlem. Luke Cage is in Harlem. It's got to be next to Harlem because nope. Luke Cage always goes into fucking Hell's Kitchen. Luke Cage works in Hell's Kitchen. Yeah. So it's got to be right next to Harlem. Nope. Where is it? It's about 60 blocks south. Okay. It's from... Where is it? Like 50th Street. So where is it? It's in New York. Okay. On the east side of town. West side of town. Sorry. Okay. From the mid-40s to mid-50s. Street. Okay. So what? So what? What? New York is a very industrial city. It's by the fucking docks. It wouldn't be uncommon for there to be chemicals to be just pouring on through. It's not they're living in like the goddamn hoity-toity part of town. Again. Again. The slums, the ghetto. The ghetto wouldn't have hazardous, possibly deadly chemicals going through. No. You saved moving heavy industrial chemicals like that through the rich part of town. No, you sent it through the fucking ghetto. We're in Orlando. You been to Paramore? You know what's down over Paramore? A lot of industrialization. It wasn't an industrial chemical, though. It wasn't a high fucking produce. It wasn't like Clorox. It was a fucking highly... That sounded not good. But it didn't sound wet, so I'm happy for you. I'm going to just buy you a new chair, man. I'm sorry. You yeah, didn't need to buy me to that point chair. where you're just like you acknowledge it. You're like this, this shit. So yeah, it was a chemical. But Not saying it was Clorox. It was- Obviously, it wasn't Clorox. They're not the same. <clears throat> just say it, please. They so are the same. On. They're not the fucking god. <laughs> They're connected, man. <clears throat> this is what we should have talked about in that shared universe episode. Mm-hmm. 
Scott, do you know what I'm talking about? Um, what? Nope. Ninja Turtles and Daredevil being from the same chemical? Nope. Uh, no. No? No, I don't. 